Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> Michael Cohen, once Donald Trump's personal lawyer, now says he lied to Congress by underplaying the Trump Organization's efforts to do business in Moscow. He's a weak person, so he's lying about a project that everybody knew about. When the president was representing during the campaign that he had no business interests in Russia, uh, that that wasn't true. We know that there are a lot of individuals who are connected with President Trump uh, that were involved in matters involving Russia. What we're seeing now is evidence of close collusion between the president or the president and the Russians. This is one more example of a close ally of Donald Trump lying about their ties with Russia or Russians. Today is a good day for Donald Trump to resign. I really believe that. I doubt it. You are fake news. I don't give a fuck. Very fake news. Gang free where he is. Alright, go, go. In five, four, three. I, I can't do it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. We will get through all the week's news, as usual tonight, including, but not limited to, Former President George H.W. Bush dies late Friday night at the age of 94. I did not know this. The longest-lived president in U.S. history. Oh, really? Interesting factoid, yeah. 94, that's a good run. 94 is a good, long run. Yep. Uh, So we'll talk about the circumstances surrounding his passing. Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, you heard it in the intro there, pleads guilty to a new charge. In addition to the old charges he pleaded guilty to back in August, this charge lying to Congress about the timetable of a now dead Trump Tower deal in Moscow. It is yet another secondary process charge in the Mueller investigation. Of course, Democrats overreact and say the big smoking gun is coming. Just you wait this now like two year long investigation into Russian election meddling, Russian election oh collusion. God, I don't care about any of this anymore. It's the, this is it. This is the one. You don't understand. This is the one. That's funny. I've never heard them say that before. Yeah, this is the one. I'm told. We'll we'll have a look. We'll have a listen. We'll find out if the Democrats uh, on their CNN appearances can convince you if the big smoking gun is finally coming. Uh, reports say Trump will issue an executive order to ban bump stocks shortly. Those devices you attach to your AR-15 nuclear destruction device to make it full semi-auto or whatever it is that they do. Uh, we talked about this previously. I want to, and I want to talk about this in detail because this isn't just a gun rights issue. This has to do with separation of process. And also I've read that the plan is that owners of bump stocks will have to turn in those bump stocks to authorities or destroy them in 90 days that seems 
kind of legally dubious to me as well. Yeah, so, I like the sound of this. Yeah, not a big fan of how the president is handling this one, and we'll break the whole thing down. Two parents, this was a big story. I don't know much about it, so I'm excited to hear you describe it to me. Two parents battle for custody of their son. A centerpiece of the dispute is whether six-year-old James is transgender or not. Mom says yes, dad says no, and both are battling for full custody. Interesting. Uh, Speaking of gender topics, Michigan lawmakers seek to do away with gender-specific Happy Meal toys. Apparently this is the reason women don't go into STEM, because they're given... Uh, beanie babies as happy meal toys according to michigan democrats okay uh that female cop who shot that black guy in his in his home mistaking his apartment for hers has been indicted by a grand jury we'll check in on that case charged with murder yeah plus it's like every single week i have no problem with running the hoax hate bit into the ground because i enjoy it and it doesn't really get covered uh, on like major media outlets so i love the hoax hate bit but it's like every single week, there's always one. You can count it. This, this week, week, three. Not we one, three. not two, but three. Two of them are confirmed, and one is a Come giant on. red flag. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so we'll see. We'll check there in there. There are like 10 red flags on that. And then we all, the, the nothing to do with the Religion of Peace terror attack of the week returns. And this is kind of a combo terror attack slash real hate crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we'll check in with that. Uh and we will take super chats through YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because, of course, we are no good lowdown money grabbers. It'll be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. And thank you for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. You can take the show on the go in the audio form if you prefer. That's uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and more all linked in the description for you. Wherever you find your podcast, you can find us. I apologize if I sound a little nasally or weak-voiced tonight. I've been dealing with uh, some kind of illness this You have weekend. a weak constitution. That's what it is. Is that what it is? <laughs> all right. It's some, something like that. But I think I'll get through. At least I haven't lost my voice this weekend, so I'm hoping not. It's been a while. It's been like a, a year and a half since that happened. Well, I did get mono back in June. Oh, recall. that's right. So that was like the, one of the worst illnesses I've ever had. But I usually oh, lose my voice like once a year. And it's been, it's been a good long while since I've actually lost my voice. You thought you had lymphoma. Yes. Yeah. The, sw- the great, it's, I remember Skyping you. It's either mono or cancer. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I went to the doctor and it was mono. A couple of uh, quick stories to check in on before we hop into the major news stories. Uh, I saw a clip circulating of uh, Alex Jones. And what was uh, this? Alex Jones, of course, banned off of all like major social media platforms, been punished by Google, YouTube, Twitter, all of them for his uh, wrong think. Uh, apparently, well, this is obviously a comedy bit, but I guess the comedy bit is Alex Jones is now atoning. And he wants back on these social media platforms. Specifically, he's atoning for his famous gay frogs rant. And Alex Jones has decided, you know, the frogs are no longer gay. I've <laughs> corrected my wrong think. I, I'm a good boy now. Here's Alex Jones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Frogs aren't gay, atrazine's good. There's not a chemical program to reduce fertility. InfoWars is sorry. Please let us back on Twitter. Google, let us back on. We're sorry, frogs are not gay. Atrazine is good. <laughs> 
<laughs> InfoWars back. Thank you, tech leader. <laughs> I say let him back on. I'm I'm with you. I should have. I forgot to. I forgot to link. I meant to. But there is a still a White House petition circulating to bring back Jim Acosta. Of course, he, we talked about his story of getting his press pass restored through the courts. When Jim Acosta is back in the um, in the you know the press uh, conferences, allow Alex Jones in and let Alex Jones sit right next to Jim Acosta. There's a oh White House God, petition so circulating amazing. for that. So. I'll, I'll, if I remember, I'll try to link that in the description. People okay. should sign that petition. Odds of it happening, very little. But even if you get the response, could be funny. I've always defended Alex Jones about the gay frogs bit because he said that turning the frogs bisexual, he clearly meant intersex. And that's true. That's yeah, there true. is like there is a shade of truth to what he's talking yeah. about. And, yeah. you know, it's just it's drummed up and stylized and exaggerated and and all that. But even still, even if he let's say he believes it's turning them gay, literally homosexual. <laughs> Is that a bannable offense? Oh, it's just an off the wall opinion. But it's just used to make him seem like he's this crazy kook, which, you know, he's kooky. He's a kooky guy. But there is a grain of truth in most things that he says. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate I appreciate the entertainment factor. I'm not going to ever really turn on Alex Jones for uh, my reliable news consumption of the day. Like if I had to pick one news outlet, probably not him, to be honest. Uh, But the entertainment factor, I can't dispute. There are put it this way. If if I have to, if entertainment is a consideration, I would much rather put on Alex Jones's broadcast than a lot of okay. uh, of yeah. other of other broadcasts. Let's put it that way. I'm with you there. Do you, can he mm. appear on other people's channels on YouTube? Good question. I don't I know how the really rules on that work. Since he got the boot. Yeah, you would think that uh, the demand would be there. Look, if Alex wants to come on this show, 100% invited. Yeah. Enthusiastically would accept. Anyway. Uh, there was a, there was a big earthquake in Alaska near Anchorage on, uh, on Friday, 8.30 a.m. Friday, a 7.0 magnitude earthquake hit near Anchorage. It took out TV signals, phone, and power services. No fatalities or serious injuries reported, but over 10,000 aftershocks of 1.5 magnitude or over have happened since Friday. A lot of those are pretty small scale, though. You don't necessarily even feel those, but a lot of seismic activity. There was major road, road damage throughout the area. Uh, one man used the opportunity to test his Jeep at a sinkhole near his house. You check out this clip. Yeah. This is some pretty Im- impressive Jeeping <laughs> out of Anchorage, Alaska. Hey, do you guys want to scoot over a little bit yeah. so he can get through? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. And he's off on his way to work. Good for him. See ya. Yikes. I can't believe nobody was killed. I heard conflicting reports on that. I I swear I heard on the radio on Saturday that there were like two deaths. Oh, really? I heard Uh, zero fatalities, but maybe I didn't get the most. Yeah. In any case, human damage appears to be minimal. Uh, Infrastructure damage might be kind of significant, but human damage minimal. Uh, Remember uh, after the election for Florida governor, Andrew Gillum, conceded on election night to now governor elect Ron DeSantis. And then Broward was like, just kidding. We found a bunch of, uh, yeah. we found a bunch of ballots. we got to count them. And then Gillum unconceded. And then they counted again. And then he conceded again. Well, I guess Brenda Snipes, the, the election, the head of elections in Broward County is doing an Andrew Gillum impression because recall she resigned 
previously, after once again, Broward County became the center of election-related controversy and incompetence. Now she says she unresigns. She's pulling the Gillum. She's pulling the Favre. She resigned and unresigns. And the reason she's doing this is because uh, Governor Rick Scott, outgoing governor, now Senator-elect Rick Scott, moved to suspend her immediately. He released an order on Friday to remove Snipes uh, and replace her over widespread issues with voting. Uh, Snipes says the governor intends to embarrass her and tarnish her record. Her lawyer has pledged to fight this action in court speculatively. Uh, Snipes is probably simply after her pension. Scott's move threatens her pension. Her resignation was supposed to be effective in January, at which point she's eligible for a $170,000 pension That's pretty weak. It's not that much money. Well, it's too much money for Brenda Snipes. How did you describe her before she went live? What, what I was said the... she looks like Donna Brazil's corpse or <laughs> if right. Tim Burton made a Donna Brazil character. Tim Burton like... Donna. We're going to go with that. <laughs> Tim Burton Donna. I don't All know. Right. I, wasn't Andy McCabe's like in the millions of dollars? I guess $170,000. That'd, that'd be pretty significant. Enough of an incentive to do this. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of money for that's a nice retirement package for most uh, for most Americans. You know, I like how she's like. He's trying to embarrass me, like all of her actions. Yeah, no, you did that yourself. Horribly. <laughs> you okay. did that yourself. And I was, I was joking because this isn't even. Um, you would think this picture comes from like Fox News or Breitbart or some website that is would try to cast her in a bad light. This is the Hill, hardly a conservative publication. And and as I said before, we went live. Has there ever been a flattering photo of this woman taken? <laughs> Never. That that definitely looks like a woman who's honest and good at her job. <laughs> that photograph right there, not oh, shifty oh, at all. Brenda Snipes. Oh, did you see the news on Brett Favre this week? Since you brought him up, something about how some like white supremacist <laughs> tricked him into saying something anti-Semitic or oh, something. Oh, it's so funny. Oh my gosh, he talks about like the the GDL, the Goyam Defense League. Oh. And it's really by the USS Liberty. It's so funny. Yeah. Wasn't it something like it's a, it's a, I read it was like an app where you pay him to like give a shout out to your organization yeah. or something. something like that. Yeah. So they must've posed, they didn't use the name Goyam defense league. Did they? They said GDL. Oh, just GDL. They didn't say, cause he but thought he it was a like a bunch of shit, you know, I think he said, uh, didn't he say he thought it was a vets group or something yeah. like a veterans yeah. issues group. Okay. So he, he couldn't have known what it was. It, he it was top tier trolling though. Good work. Hmm. Uh, this, uh, remember that, um, that, that school district in Pennsylvania, it was Erie, Pennsylvania. It was back in April. This school district responded to the Parkland shooting uh, and said they were going to arm their teachers, their staff with mini wooden baseball bats. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's so stupid. Yeah. And we laughed at the story at the time. Well, not to be outdone, Oakland University in Michigan also sees defensive use for repurposed sporting equipment their sporting equipment of choice is hockey pucks hockey pucks this idea reportedly happened when a professor was uh moved to action by a student locking a classroom door because she said she was afraid for safety reasons so he was moved to action to talk to the school police chief for a strategy and the police chief on campus is a former hockey coach and he recalls how much it hurt to get hit in the head with a puck. This is the news out of uh, Oakland University in, Mich- in Michigan. 
The first thing that came to my mind was a hockey puck. I was a I was a hockey coach for my kids when they were growing up, and I remember getting hit in the head with a hockey puck is. once, and it hurt. Oakland University Police Chief Mark Gordon has a reputation Almost of being as bad as getting shot when it comes to preparing for an active shooter. A fact that became very real for a communications professor earlier this year, right after 17 students and staff were shot and killed at a Florida high school. A student walked into my classroom and for the first time in 20 years uh, asked me to lock the door because she didn't feel safe. The professor went to the police chief and they began training the faculty. Part of the training included a hockey puck. The hockey puck fits really well into your briefcase or your backpack. It doesn't roll around when you're taking out your books. Chief of Police says if an active shooter Perfect. is present on campus, then running and hiding should be the top priorities. Of course, if all else fails, having a hockey puck on hand, well, chucking a puck is better than nothing. 800 of them have been distributed to our faculty members, and there's an additional 1,700 that I'm working with Student Congress so to distribute to our students. It's part of the bigger picture, which is the plan and the strategy and the confidence that you get when you have your own individual plan for your classroom. Part of that preparedness plan involves fundraising by the faculty union to install inside locks on all the classroom doors, okay. a process that has already begun. Part of what's so stupid about this beyond the obvious of the hockey puck defense strategy is going on the news to describe your strategy. Like, I guess if you want to shoot up Oakland University, just wear a football helmet or I something know. like that. I know it's so stupid. It's so stupid. I mean, this is I. I'm on Team Bucket of Rocks. If I've got to pick, that's between. I forgot about that one. The yeah. the pale of rocks. Pale of that, rocks. I guess choose your weapon. If regular size baseball bat was an option, I might go with that. But since it's mini, no, he's got a gun. The only thing that's going to help you is having a gun. Is a projectile. Yeah. You could throw the bat, I guess. Oh, that's so stupid. When I had read this before I had seen the video, it didn't occur to me that what they wanted to do was to throw the hockey puck. And so I yeah. thought that it was a defense to like deflect bullets. Yeah, put it over your heart so he yeah. can't shoot your vitals. That's how stupid it is. The, or maybe I'm just retarded. The police chief says chucking pucks is better than nothing. Well, why is better than nothing the, the appropriate philosophy yeah. for strategy? Like, I, honestly, I'd rather have a MacGyver kit of like a rubber band and a paperclip than nothing. Yeah, nothing. There's a lot of things I'd rather have than nothing. But why shouldn't the why shouldn't the strategy be best option available? This right. is what's so weird is like whenever you propose legitimate security measures up to and including armed security. I get that like not every educator wants to have a firearm. I, I can understand. But you still oppose armed, dedicated security, people whose whose sole job is security and facility maintenance, that kind of thing. And what's the reason? Well, I don't I don't want my school to become a prison yeah. or uh, that that would just be ridiculous. You want our schools to be that silly? Well, there's uh, armed security at banks all over the place. It's, it seems I'm like sorry. throwing hockey pucks is pretty silly. You don't get right, to say right. that's inappropriate and then create this bizarre world where we're going to you know what just else chuck he didn't things mention? at people. He said he got hit by a hockey puck, but somebody clearly like shot it at him with a hockey stick. Yeah, with way more force than anybody. Hockey pucks travel pretty fast. I, I don't know what the speed is, but stick. I mean, throwing them, it's got to be way less force. Faster than your average throwing speed. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Idiotic. you appear to be fine after getting hit by that hockey puck. Were you yeah. actually incapacitated? Because I just don't. I don't want a guy to just go, "Ow, that hurt." I mean, even if you hit him in the, <laughs> even if you hit him in the nuts. Yeah. You could probably, you know, toughen up and yeah. deal with it for a second. Yeah, so, and some of know. these cool shooters have been in, like, gear, protective gear, right? I, I would think that would be, if you're going in to be a shooter and you know you're going to be in an environment close quarters with a lot of people trying to stop you and or shoot you, 
uh, yeah, I would, I would I'm presume you'd sure want to wear some Cruz armor. I'm had um, a bulletproof vest on. I, yeah, I, that just seems like common sense. Yeah. If you're you know, as common sense as being a school shooter can be. But, you know, if you're strategizing to do this sort of thing. That's so idiotic. Hmm. Well, you want to move into the real news. I guess so, although yeah. I don't really care about the next few stories. <laughs> um, yes, the case can be made that you don't have to care about either of them, but I feel obligated to talk about both That's of them. Fair. Major weekend, major news of the weekend is, um, is the passing of former President George H.W. Bush. Um, uh, he died, uh, as I said, late Friday uh, at the age of 94, seven months after his wife Barbara in April, of course. As I mentioned, he was the longest-lived president in U.S. history. Bush had dealt with uh, a variety of health issues this year. He was hospitalized the day after Barbara's funeral with a blood infection. Uh, he, uh, in May, he was hospitalized with low blood pressure. Recall he was diagnosed in 2012 with vascular Parkinsonism. I learned that's a word, Parkinsonism. Vascular Parkinsonism. That's why he had to ride around in like a scooter and his, some of his verbal abilities were challenged. Uh, reportedly, Bush's final words were with his son, George W., who told him he had been a wonderful dad and that he loved him. I love you too, Mr. Bush told his son. Um, my take on this, I get kind of weary of these political deaths because it seems like there is a rush either to worship or villainize people. You know what I mean? Like we have to either celebrate their death or we have to worship them as some type of hero. And I don't think either of those are necessarily appropriate responses. I can appreciate the fact that this guy was, uh, you know, World War II naval pilot, served the country, did, you know, did, I'm, I'm not doubting his motives. There's plenty on which I disagree with him. And I think he probably made mistakes, but I don't think that means I have to shit on his grave and dance on his grave either. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. Can't I I just be apathetic about somebody's death? I think you can. Sure. Uh, but you know, it's a, I think by any measure, it's a life well lived. That's uh, that's a hell of a life for that guy yeah. to, I mean, to be a naval pilot in World War II. To, he was a congressman, I believe, uh, or was he in the Senate? I forget. Anyway, uh, vice president of the United States, president of the United States. I did see and, that Sticks made a video. The title was, I'm happy that George Bush Sr. <laughs> is dead. <laughs> I, which I predicted. And this is not, I'm not trying to take a shot at Sticks. Sticks can do whatever he wants. You know, it's not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, how dare you? <laughs> Look, the reason I don't want to go too aggressive against those people either is I know, I'm not going to pretend like there's nobody whose death I would celebrate. Oh, I was so happy you know? when Ted Kennedy died. I thought it was hilarious. I would like to keep that list very small. And I, I, you know, I hope that it's for most people, it's a very small list, but I'm not going to get, I'm not going to go after a bunch of people and get all, you know, try to moralize them for being happy about it. That said, I did, I did make the prediction when I saw it on the news, I said, mark my words, upload tomorrow morning (laughs) from sticks. I am happy. George HW Bush is dead. And there it was. Um, But so, you know, people can say whatever they want. Uh, Yeah. But upon people's death, we should reflect on their life as it was lived exactly yeah we shouldn't get revisionist right and which uh, everybody I, did with mccain and people did with castro people did it with ted kennedy yeah uh, it, it infuriates me it's like we have to look at what the person did in their life nobody cares about their death we have to look at what they did in their life and see yeah. you know what and for every single decide. well almost every single person that is going to be a mixed bag i don't like focusing exclusively on the positives as though that is all they contributed i don't like focusing exclusively on the negatives as though they were um, you know, terrible people who never contributed anything. So 
I don't know. That, that said, I'm not the greatest George George H.W. Bush expert either. I'm not going to sit here and break down, you know, here's where he, he went wrong on this specific policy or this specific action, you know. But we're definitely going to do that when Ruth Bader Ginsburg does, right? Uh, well, I don't... In four <laughs> seconds or 10 years or I'm not going to reveal years. my list. I'm not going to reveal my list of deaths I would celebrate. With the... <laughs> not yet. There are some. Tune in in the next few years. There are some. So that, that's all I have to say on that. Um, I, I don't have much more. Do you have anything else you want to add? No. Okay. Well, we're on to the piece of news. I know you really care about that. Uh. And that is Michael Cohen pleading guilty to lying to Congress uh, on Thursday. Recall uh, he was he is Trump's former personal lawyer, and he pleaded guilty to lying to Congress. This about uh, a testimony he gave to Congress about the timeline of a, a a deal that was being negotiated to build a Trump Tower in Moscow. This charge uh, came from Special Counsel Robert Mueller's office, uh, and of course, and recall the purpose of this investigation is, of course. Russian election meddling, Russian election collusion in the 2016 election. So, oh, yeah. That's so, right. yeah. Forgot about that. So what Cohen told Congress was that the, the talks about this deal to build this Trump Tower wrapped up in or were abandoned in January 2016, just before the Iowa caucuses. Now he says they actually extended into June 2016 and he was lying then. So he's pleading guilty. Recall uh, earlier this year, he pleaded guilty to eight counts in a separate case regarding tax fraud, excessive campaign contributions and other financial crimes. So uh, once again, we have a, we have charges that are secondary to the original scope of the Mueller investigation. Remember, this the Mueller investigation is not about financial crimes. It's not about lying to Congress. It's not that those things don't matter. Those are still crimes. If he lied to Congress, that's bad, and we shouldn't want that. But the scope of this investigation is about meddling in the election. There is no evidence in this charge, nor is there anything about this charge that speaks to that original scope that original purpose of the investigation there's nothing in this about colluding with the russians in the 2016 uh campaign so why are they so thrilled about it because it's like if you can get enough of these secondary charges you can i don't know i I think they think they can create some i don't know maybe they can obfuscate it enough to make your average person believe that there were all these crimes associated with it when they weren't able to do it before midterms it's not going to happen yeah, good point. You'd think that would have been politically maximized. Yeah. The other thing to note here, there's no allegation that Trump directed Cohen to lie. Cohen says he did this out of loyalty to Trump and to be consistent with statements Trump had made. And it's possible. I haven't reviewed the all the all the statements Trump has made. It's possible if we believe what Cohen is saying, that Trump lied about the timeline too. Difference, of course, is Trump never made those statements under oath. If there's lying about a timeline, then that's bad. But but there's no uh, there's no claim in this um, in this case that Trump told Cohen go out and deceive the American people about this deal with Moscow to build a Trump Tower in Moscow. That's not part of the allegation. Uh, And then um, there's so, you know, as you mentioned, there's so much excitement about what Cohen might tell Mueller or what he's already told Mueller potentially. Well, if we go with that first, uh, we have no idea what that might be. We don't know until Mueller tells us. But secondly, Cohen is now an admitted liar. So if Cohen's testimony is the basis for a lot of Mueller leads or findings, well, that's now an unreliable source. Like if this right. guy is your number one source, he's an admitted liar per your charge of him that he pleaded guilty to. Okay. 
And Trump, uh, Trump comes out and says much to that effect. He says, listen, this is a guy who'd been who'd previously pleaded guilty to all these financial crimes. He's trying to get a lesser sentence. Now he's basically making up lies to try to appease prosecutors and Mueller to get a lighter sentence. That's what's going on. I don't know much more about it beyond that. That's what Trump says. Michael Cohn, what he's doing is he was convicted, I guess. Uh, you'll have to put it into legal terms. But he was convicted with a fairly long-term sentence on things totally unrelated to the Trump Organization. He's a weak person, and what he's trying to do is get a reduced sentence. So he's lying about a project that everybody knew about. We were thinking about building a building. I guess we had in a form. It was an option. I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, we decided, I decided ultimately not to do it. There would have been nothing wrong if I did do it. If I did do it, there would have been nothing wrong. That was my business. So he's lying very simply to get a reduced sentence, okay? Your thoughts. And that, that's another thing to, to yeah. that's important to identify. It, 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 it's not good if the president is misleading the public about his investments, especially investments in a foreign country, potentially, if that's uh, what happened. Who cares? Oh, my God, who cares? But again... The, even if he had done this deal for the Moscow Trump Tower, that's not criminal. That's not criminal. There might be ethics breaches. We don't know. They're really grasping at straws here. It, I, mean, it I can't seems believe we're so. still talking about this. That's why I have no interest in this because I'm I'm just so burned out. Like nothing has happened. We've been at this for more than two years now, right? Yeah. It's um, it's been a long time. I don't know what the I forget what it exactly. They clearly haven't found anything. Right? This is a big pile of nothing, and the left keeps getting you know Trump Russia collusion blue balls. Not this uh, time. This is the yeah. time. This He's is gonna the time. resign. It's time. It's time. He's totally gonna yeah. resign. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. There's a couple of things I want to talk about related to this story. First is media coverage that I had kind of competing interpretations of when I was watching the news uh, in the morning this week, and the second is Democrats reacting on CNN and again overstating the case. But um, this the Today Show coverage of this story this week I thought was interesting. Let me play it, and then uh, I'll offer you my competing interpretations of this this segment in court thursday cohen said he lied when he told congress last year that the trump organization's efforts to build a trump tower in moscow ended in january 2016 before the presidential campaign heated up he admitted in court they actually kept going until mid-june in court cohen said he made these misstatements to be consistent with mr trump's political messaging and out of loyalty to donald trump this business about whether trump had business dealings in russia is um, certainly related to the ultimate question but the question he's investigating is whether or not trump campaign officials were coordinating with russia in its efforts to election meddle and and this doesn't tell us anything about that specifically uh, or even remotely uh, you, you know it's it's important to remember as you know that there's nothing in the court documents that suggests that there was anything illegal about trying to do business with russia and that's not the basis of the charge what cohen is found guilty of and pleaded guilty to is lying to congress oh my god so i guess what kind of annoyed me about this is also what i could appreciate about it like on the one hand they're acknowledging this has nothing to do with the original scope of the investigation yeah. and i i wish media would do more of that it's not that lying to Congress is okay and cool. It's just that we have to keep it in the perspective of what the, the purpose of the investigation that led to this charge was. On the other hand, they bury that nugget after like five to 10 minutes of hammering on Russia charges, collusion, like this whole theme, this kind of impression that there's something to do with right. the original scope when there's not. And then they clarify later. 
This is counterproductive, so, though, because to the average rational person, they can see that if they're operating outside of the scope of the original investigation, there clearly is nothing there. That's what you do when you're desperate and you want to, you know, retroactively validate what you've done. Yeah. And the taxpayer money that's funded this. Yeah. It's so absurd. I just I just am burned out. I don't care. This means nothing to me. <laughs> okay. Well, then I'll move on. I'll let the Democrats try to convince you, and then we'll move on. So a trio of Democrats appeared on CNN this week. Uh, Jerry Nadler, Congressman Jerry Nadler, Senator Mark Warner, and Senator Ben Cardin. And they all offer some commentary on, uh, on I guess, why this is supposedly supportive of the idea that the president colluded with Russia during the 2016 campaign. Here's Jerry Nadler. He's mixing his personal business profits uh, with respect and, and perhaps putting them over the interest of the United States uh, and, fool, and, and lying to the electorate about it. Sure, it and, stinks. I'm not, I'm not saying no, it's not, but it's not conspiracy is all I'm saying. Well, first of all, it may be conspiracy. And I want to give credit to Jake Tapper for actually pushing back on Nadler, saying this is not conspiracy to rig the election, dude. So credit, credit where due. Not to interfere uh, with the election. There's no evidence no, but, of that. No, but now you have another, you have another piece of evidence of, of, of active business dealings and conspiring by Trump with the Russian government at the time. What we're seeing now is evidence of close collusion between the president or the president what? and the Wait. Russians. Not necessarily in the campaign, but at the same time as the campaign. This is okay, so... <laughs> What we're seeing is evidence of collusion, not necessarily in the campaign, but at the time of the campaign. Well, the, he said close collusion, close collusion. So what is what is like general collusion? Are we just not allowed to speak to people in foreign countries ever? Anymore? Is that only Russia. close collusion? Yeah. I, I don't understand. But everything that we do that's under the table with China is totally fine. The that's scope okay. of the election, the scope of the investigation is collusion to rig the election, not collusion to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Yeah. It's, it's, there is, it is a specific type of collusion, but close collusion of a different kind, not actually related to the investigation, but close collusion. That's, that's what they're going with. Senator Mark Warner has some things to say on CNN as well. One more example of a close ally or affiliate of Donald Trump lying about their ties or conversations with Russia or Russians. We're starting. But that's kind of the point. You know, you have Flynn and you have Papadopoulos on basically identical charges, lying about some type of Russian association. Oh, Papadopoulos so clearly got railroaded. He only got two weeks anyway. That means not shit. I noticed that was absent from a lot of the reporting. Papadopoulos goes to jail for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But um, but that's the point is both of those were lies about association with Russian people. You don't actually have criminal association, criminal action that happened. It's lying about it. Again, that's not cool. That's not good. But they're secondary. They're process charges. They're not actually the, the primary purpose of this investigation. Uh, and those are the only things that, that that's the only thing that matters. If you can't prove the primary purpose of the investigation, the rest of the stuff is, is just silliness. It's just covering. And again, they don't demonstrate Russian collusion at all. This is the last one, I swear, but actually not because we have Joy Behar after that. But this is the last government official, Ben Cardin, on CNN. To connect dots, we know that there are a lot of individuals who are connected directly with President Trump uh, that were involved in matters involving Russia. So we're now starting to see a pattern. We've seen this for over now several months. Involved in matters involving Russia. That's the standard now. Pattern, close collusion, and all of this jargon they've created yeah. to do the six degrees of separation bullshit. 
this means nothing. This is all irrelevant. I, I heard he tried potato vodka once. He thinks AR, he thinks the AK is a better design than the AR. Yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever you know Russian what? association. Anybody on the left ask? You know, Russia's economy is smaller than that of Texas. Nobody's asking: Is our democracy even? worth it or this constitutional republic even worth saving if it's so corruptible that russia this shitty vodka drinking country can subvert our entire election yeah the world's largest i saw i saw some insane polling the other week i wish i could cite it more specifically but it showed a ridiculous number of self-identified democrats who believe that russia altered vote counts and or ballots that is incredible how little confidence would you have to have in the United States of America and our governmental processes. I mean, that leads me to believe that they just cannot possibly believe that, that they must know that this is a lie and that initially they were just trying, um, you know, to sway the election themselves and then after use it as a path to impeachment. Hmm. Once this is all over, maybe it'll never end. We'll probably be dead before this is all over. We should have like a Russian themed party on the show once this (laughs) finally ends. Maybe next Halloween we can go as Russian agents and I don't know, dress it up somehow. Uh, lastly, Joy Behar on The View, oh, uh, famous for her measured takes, says this is a great day for Donald Trump to resign. Why? Because reasons. Here's Joy Behar. I think there's this idea oh, that Mueller's going to okay. stand in front of the camera and he's going to, you know, hey, list a bunch of things that they found. But ultimately, Mueller gives it to Whitaker. That's why his role is so important, because Whitaker, the attorney general, can then decide to just keep it quiet, just give an outline to, to yeah, Congress so yes, leaks. or release it. It'll leak. Today's It'll a good leak. Day. Today Probably. is a good day for Donald Trump to resign. I really believe that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't like working in hypotheticals. We don't know what we don't know yet. That's what Abby, I think you just said right there. And that we don't know what happens until Mueller comes out. Uh, I guess the question is, what day would Joy Behar not think is a great day for Donald yeah, Trump to resign? Today's and if not the right day for him to resign. Yeah, when's she ever going to say that? If it's misinformation and deceit or whatever, it's like, Joy, you've faked news yourself fake news to yourself on your own show many times remember when she promoted that brian ross fake news and like celebrated because she was so enthusiastic that this fake this this uh false report came out from abc that said uh part of the michael flynn guilty plea said donald trump had directed him to talk to the that's Russians right and they the had campaign. to issue that horrible yeah. retraction that yeah like, mortifying retraction that's and she read it on air and she's like donald trump directed michael flynn to talk to the russians and, yeah, she was all happy. and her entire retarded middle-aged audience yeah <laughs> Uh, what else has she done? She and her, you know, all her squawking hens basically convicted yeah. Kavanaugh without any evidence. Uh, she called Mike Pence's faith a mental illness. Again, this is not saying it's not me saying you can't say that stuff. But I guess what I am saying is if if ridiculous statements and false information are the reason why you want to have Donald Trump resign, make yourself an example, Joy. Resign. Show him how it's done. Resign to preserve the integrity of this country. Get off the view. You uh, are the, the mirror terrible. image of what you hate, if not they the identical like image of what you hate. Now that they have two neocon sympathizers on the show, that it's somehow fair and balanced. Meghan McCain, worthless. And Abby Huntsman on Fox News, didn't she call Trump a dictator? I can't remember. I don't, I'm not familiar with that. Which is real foxy, don't get me wrong, but like she's hmm. also retarded. 
Well, no surprise there. Uh, Fits right in at the theater. I can't wait to see Mueller trot out and be like, well, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Uh, it's all it's a Trump's Trump's out of office. We got him on serious. I saw a report that that Mueller reportedly planned to indict the president. I don't know how serious that is or not. I heard it, I saw it circulating throughout some conservative media Ugh. that I have not uh, very independently evaluated. I just can't that. engage with any more of this investigation because there are too many ups and downs. And it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore. If nothing's happened before midterms, I I just don't believe that there's ever going to be anything mm. found. You're telling me that you don't think this is the one. Then this is this is not. <laughs> no, uh, no, I don't. Do it. All right, we can move on then. Uh, should we take a break or should we hop into bump stock band? I guess we're 40 minutes in. Let's take a break. Okie dokie. Do do do. Okay. Scrooge McCrypto, no note. Thank you, sir. Far too hard. The best two hours plus on the on the internet. Well, Thank thanks. You. It's always well. It did creep up a little bit longer a while back, and then we kind of reined it in a little bit more. We were creeping on two yeah. and a half hour shows for a little while there. I've been Sometimes exceeding with this person in the comments because he's like, "I won't watch your show now that it's so long." Blah blah. And then I, I responded, "I'm like, don't watch our show then." And then the go, short go show it. that we did for whatever holiday was last. Yeah. He wrote in the comments, he was like, thank you for listening to my request and shortening up your show, but it's still too long. <laughs> I was so pissed. I was like, oh, yeah, that was for bitch. you, guy. Yeah, I know. Uh, JV dude, 9061. Once I was wasted and needed to pee, but the men's room was full. I used the ladies room instead. No one was in there. As I left, a woman at the bar looked shocked. I said, don't worry, ladies. Today, I identify as transgender. Checkmate. Well played. Yeah, I bet it was cleaner too. Andrew Wasserman, did you see Brenda Snipes had rescinded her retirement paperwork and vowed to fight her suspension? Yes, and we yeah. talked about it on the show. Yeah. Uh, Fitzburg, please never get rid of the hoax hate segment. The breakdowns of the fraud are something we all look forward to. Thank you. We never will because nobody else seems to be talking about this. As long as it keeps going, I don't want to give up on it. I mean, and it's such an easy bit. I just see it all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is fake. And we've gone through probably like a hundred of these at this point. So it, we know what the markers are. It's crazy how formulaic they become. Backward swastika, GoFundMe, yeah. no charges ever filed, no suspect ever Psychology found. Psychology professor at liberal U. Um, yeah, we'll get into that one. Bitch. Also, a professor of or a researcher of the Holocaust who was inexplicably targeted with Holocaust symbolism. Uh, I can't believe it. And in 2007, imagine that. Hmm. Uh, hater Jeffrey A. 100,000 signatures on a petition forces the White House to respond. So let's get Jim back uh, with the caveat of yeah. having Alex Jones sitting next to him. Oh, man, my head would explode. I would yeah. Um, I'm not a hater. I just fash a lot. It says my Dixie is wrecked. I B B O T P N. I I don't I don't know what to say. I bought P N. Um, keep up the good work, money grubbers. We are well. Thank you. That's not right. Matt and I once made love. I gave him mono. He gave me cancer. If you know what I mean, <laughs> I do. Great yeah. story. Uh, sure. We'll go with Kelly and Rich. Aggie Jet Pilot can't catch the show live, but we'll watch tomorrow. Just wanted to throw some support to both of you. No or no good low down money grabbers. Thank you, Shauna Thornton. I used to work for Mickey D's. Uh, they weren't allowed to ask boy or girl toy. Crew has to say the toy by truck or Barbie. Sheer stupidity. That is. Yeah, so I think they already scaled this back. Like they don't refer to it as that. They just kind of offer the two toys and it's implied. But Michigan is still upset about this. Michigan lawmakers, I should say. Oh, God. Blake McDowell. The Brower County chick looks like a black Cruella DeVille. She's going to kill some puppies. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Mike indeed. the Caveman. I'm working on my PhD and actually took the uh Adrazine issues as part of a poster presentation and included mm. complex. Um, That's the gay frog uh, chemical, right? I, I guess believe. So. I, 
Yeah. They develop it into fully functional, i.e. fertile females. Gotcha. Yeah, that was the chemical he references in, in the clip. So I oh. think that's the gay frog thing he was referencing previously. Downskated. Maybe we should give teachers all lawn darts much better than a hockey puck. And hockey pucks and games are frozen beforehand, then are left on ice, making them harder. Might as well ah. throw a Super Bowl. That's yeah, good true. point. Isn't it kind of a softer rubber when it's warm? Yeah. Oh, hmm. So stupid. Uh, maybe they all need to keep them in their freezers, and then maybe they need to buy 700 freezers. Carry it around in your lunch pack, your lunch yeah. cooler. Yeah. Uh, Jacob says, throwing a bat to beat a gun. I doubt it. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if I had to pick between puck and bat, I might pick bat, dude. I, I think I got to go with bat. the puck on that one. I mean, it depends situationally. Like if I was behind the shooter and I had a clear swing, bat. For sure. Yeah. But if it's like I'm in front of him, I still got, I think I'd still rather throw the bat if I was. Yeah, in front of you're him. right. That's more surface area. You're probably better off the bat. Uh, you could throw a puck f- farther, but I'd rather get hit by a puck than a bat, dude. I have chick accuracy. I'd be screwed. I'd be mm. the first person killed in any school shooting. Um, also because I'm me. Miles <laughs> Kinslow. Hey guys, is a tom is automation? I almost said automaton. Is automation and guns defense the future to solve this problem of gun violence? Love the show. Always makes me think. I need more clarification on that to answer. Automation in guns for defensive purposes? As it in says like guns slash defense. As in I guess the way I'd interpret that is things that are like automatic machines for defensive purposes, like machines that are capable of shooting. Oh, I read it like, like more automatic weapons. Oh, is is automatic as in full automatic fire. I didn't interpret it that way. Oh, I I don't know. I don't know. Uh I mean I don't know. I don't know that. Uh, to be honest, I don't think that that's going to be that much effective, more effective for defensive purposes, whether you have a, a full auto or semi-auto. We can probably discuss this with the bump stock thing, too. Yeah, yeah. If um, I, I'd probably just need more clarification to answer that question. So send us an email if you'd like us to talk about it on the call-in show or something like that. The Mighty Sumo. Yep, hockey pucks. That's why we have very few mass shootings up here in Canada. Ah, good point. There is a, I bet there's a correlation between per capita puck possession and shooting events you could probably yep. draw that draw that relationship beaner 8127 show me the man i'll show you the crime said cohen probably also hmm. bush had information that would have led to the arrest of hillary clinton he <laughs> got the info from stanley yeah yeah i assume directly links yeah uh let's let's do we got time for a few more right um bill mcpherson with the good hair i've been doing security work for 18 years the idea of a hockey puck is absurd now a lasso that's a winner and American as fuck. Then you can yeah. hog tie them and let them asphyxiate. <laughs> How about a lasso and a whip? You can crack the whip too and lasso with the other hand. All right, let's do But no revolvers. <laughs> no revolvers. Yeah. Look at me at 917. What the puck? Free Alex Jones already. Thanks for the really great show. Frankly, it's the best. Thank you. Well, thanks for tuning in. And last one is our resident faggot, Gabriel Lopez. And he just gave us a little heart. We're no longer faggots. He loves us. Oh, he didn't even tell us who's the faggot of the week, though. No, I probably shouldn't have called him a faggot then. Unfortunately. Now he'll be mad. We'll circle back for the rest. Thank you, Gabriel. Uh, Real quick on Streamlabs, Matt Vicari says, hurry and take my money. Finals week, bye. Good luck with the studies, dude. Uh, Mike Donovan says, in my humble opinion, there are two big things Republicans are not addressing. One, the debt, and two, pushing power back to the Senate uh, and the states. Do you guys see these things as a concern? And if so, do you like any potential 2020 candidates uh, talking about the, these issues? Uh, well, I guess I have to default to the president being the Republican nominee. And I'm not, I can't foresee a Democratic candidate I'm going to get on board with, especially if these are the issues. But yeah. to the point, the debt always seems like it is basically the party out of powers concern and that nobody sincerely cares about it. I do find that uh, annoying. Yeah. Um, and I will always be uh, uh, in favor of um, 
of more states' rights, more local control of everything. I wish we could agree. As people who hate the current executive power, President Donald Trump, I wish we could all agree. Let's just reduce the power of the executive and the federal government more generally. That way you don't have to worry about who's president. Wouldn't that be great? That way you can do all your crazy things in California. And you can leave us alone in the rest of the states, but that's the problem. They, they, they actually like gigantic centralized control. They just want to be the ones in control of it. Yeah, exactly. Or short-sighted and foolish. Uh, Michael Schlecht. Sorry, Michael Schlecht. Today was a good day. McMuffin was fired. Uh, the, the coach of the Packers was fired, he's referencing, which was long overdue. Now back to politics. What do you think of the safe injection sites? Denver is uh, on track to open its first in the near future. Thanks again for all you do. Keep on keeping on appreciate it uh i guess i would uh, there'd be a big distinction to me about whether it is publicly or privately funded you see these in san francisco (laughs) yeah well my point is you want more of a behavior subsidize the behavior that's that's what happens real uh, this is baffling to me nobody's going to use safe injection sites if heroin use not distribution is decriminalized what's the incentive to go to because you care about the community you're going to go to a safe injection site if they're not arresting people all over the city then why would some drug user give a fuck it's idiotic. It doesn't work. God, and the record destroyed Seattle. I would say the record in Seattle, San Francisco, and elsewhere is not good. Um, but generally, I'm less, I'm less opposed to it if someone wants to handle that privately and do it on their be their charity that does this or whatever. I don't care about it as much as handing this, handling this on the taxpayer dime, using taxpayer money to subsidize this type of degeneracy. Not a good plan. But that's that's what they keep trying on the West Coast. Yep. Okay. Let's talk about it properly yet, don't you know? I know real safe injection sites have never been tried, (laughs) but we'll get it right this time. Uh, It's time to talk bump stocks if you're ready to do so. Yeah. So uh, we've discussed this before, uh, this bump stock ban, and I've made a solo video about it because of the way the president is handling this particular issue. Recall this, uh, this came to national prominence after the Las Vegas shooting when Stephen Paddock used uh, these bump stock devices attached to his rifles shooting from the Mandalay Bay down there in Las Vegas on that crowd at the Country Music Festival. And, um, and, and just kind of in layman's terms, how these work is it's, it's basically a system that allows the rifle to, to slide or, uh, through the stock such that forward pressure applied by the user and the natural recoil of the weapon keeps pushing the weapon back and forth to maximize the speed that each trigger function happens. So you can get an, a semi-automatic weapon, one round per trigger squeeze, to behave somewhat like a fully automatic weapon, which is... Uh, which is, uh, you know, a stream of bullets per trigger squeeze because you're actually. Yeah. You... If I, I don't know a lot about guns, but my understanding is that if you're a skilled marksman, that you can basically get the same effect from just practice. You can fire a semi-automatic weapon quite quite quickly. You can also get the same effect by using a belt loop, basically. And as a practical matter, its deadliness really is situational, like anything else with firearms. Um, In the case of Stephen Paddock, where you're just trying to spray a bunch of rounds onto a very broad area, yeah, it could make firearms more lethal, you know, if you want to define it that way. But if you're trying to shoot up a school, if you're, you know, walking into, or you're trying to shoot specific targets at range, it's not actually going to be very effective. In fact, it'll actually make you a worse shot in, in, in more cases. So like most things with firearms, it's not inherently more deadly. It is situationally more deadly. 
And and there's maybe some debate there about whether or not these ought to be legal to buy. I don't actually, I, I would oppose illegalizing them. I used to be kind of uh, agnostic or apathetic about this because I thought, eh, it's kind of a gimmick thing anyway. I don't much care. Since I've seen how this gun debate stuff has been going throughout the last year, I don't want this to happen because I'm much more on not, o- not only team don't give an inch, but team start being offensive. We need to actually start right. repealing. Gun what does laws. Trump think that, that they're going to be placated by this and they're not going to keep pushing that, that uh, anti-gun people are going to be like, okay, thank you. We're done. I guess, you know, the, but, but if you're one of those people that uh, believes these should be banned, you know, or you are not a big gun rights person uh, or you're happy with the end result here, there's still a lot we should be worried about in terms of the process that's going on. So the New York Times and uh, CNN are reporting that Trump plans to release this executive order to do away with these bump stocks in short order. It could be happening in the next couple of weeks. And the reason that's a problem is because bump stocks are not actually uh, outlawed by law. They're not illegal by law. Machine guns are regulated. Uh, they're defined by the National Firearms Act of 1934 uh, and the 1986 Firearm Owners Protection Act, which uh, defined uh, these machine guns and, and subsequently banned the manufacture of machine guns um, and civilian ownership with certain exceptions. But the act defines... Um, machine gun as the following the term machine gun means any weapon which shoots is designed to shoot or can be readily restored to shoot automatically more than one shot without manual reloading by a single function of the trigger the problem is that's not what a bump stock actually does what the bump stock does is it just maximizes the speed of each individual trigger function so what an executive order should be doing it should be doing is clarifying or giving direction about how to enforce an existing law, not creating Mm -hmm. new law. This is absolutely, they're trying to say, oh, we're just uh, including new things within the definition of machine gun. Well, the definition of machine gun is pretty clear and this doesn't fit that. So if you want to ban these, act of Congress, write a law, all right? I'll still oppose it. I don't support it, but at least you wrote a law. At least the process uh, was was handled properly. This seems to me like massive executive overreach, writing new law with executive action. Not cool, not good. Uh, And then there's this, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, According to CNN, let me get, let's see what it says here. Um, According to CNN, the new rule will force people who own bump stocks to turn in or destroy the devices within 90 days. I don't, I don't, I know we have a fair amount of, people who are lawyers or with more legal expertise in the audience. If someone can give me a quick rundown of kind of the, I don't know, the legal precedent on this sort of issue, that'd be appreciated. Cause just as a layman, it seems sketchy to me that the government can say, yeah, that legally owned property that you have now, you got to trash it or give it to us without compensation. That's, that's a very, and even getting into worrisome precedent. I'm like, Nope, I don't like the sound of this at all. At least there's precedent for, I mean, whether or not you agree or not, the concept of eminent domain and the concept of the government essentially seizing or repurposing property with compensation. I am, I still have a lot of questions about that because it's not a consensual transaction fundamentally. But the idea that the government is just going to say that stuff that you own right now legally, uh, it's now it's illegal and you have to trash it or give it to us without any compensation for it. Not a fan of that. Uh, so I would imagine or hope that because of these these two reasons and more, this would face some kind of legal challenge. But it's sort of unclear if that's going to happen because the NRA came out 
throughout the last year or since the Vegas shooting and said, yeah, we support uh, making bump stocks illegal. They never really clarified about the process and media outlets that I've seen reached out to the NRA for comment about this specific executive order. And there's no statement I've seen so far from the NRA about whether they support this executive action or not. But I would hope that someone will challenge this, not just on overreach and abuse of the executive order process, specifically with, again, what, by the way, is a constitutional right, not just, you know, some other thing that it's not just some cool thing that you want to own. It's not some toy. It is a constitutional right. But also this concept of seizing or forcing you to destroy property without compensation. So I hope that someone's going to challenge this the second it comes out. I'm sure they will. Hmm. And, and remember, that I hope. I hope they will. I don't know if it's going to be the NRA is, is, is the thing. I bet they will. We'll see. And, uh, you know, I, I, know, I know not everybody is the biggest gun fan. Some people support the banning of these, these bump stocks, but I don't think anybody should be supporting the process by which this is happening. This is, this is, not, this is not good. Um, and even if you're a big fan of the president, I don't, I'm not comfortable with the president having this much power. Yeah. I mean, there's somebody in the live chat just said ninth circuit will save us. <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes. Well, the ninth, <laughs> good, good call. Well, they just challenge by default. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll, we'll see how that plays out. Um, but yeah, I'd also be curious. Uh, I guess I'd have to promise some kind of confidence on this. I, I actually don't have any friends who have bump stocks. I don't own one. I'd be curious to know. Uh, Honestly, you, I didn't know anything about them before at Las Vegas. I didn't either. I had never heard of it before at Las Vegas. Which I still uh, have some questions about. If someone's totally out there. foil on Las Vegas, God. And if you want to discuss in confidence, if you, dis- if you trust me to email in confidence and you, you, know, you want to discuss what you plan to do with your property, I'd like to hear from people. And uh, I, if I owned one of these right now and the government was going to suddenly make it illegal and tell me to get rid of it, uh <laughs> It might be a fresh hole in my backyard. I don't know. It's like, I, it's not even the bump stock uh, specifically. It's the principle of it. Like yeah. you're not taking my property without my consent or at least compensation. Sorry. I own it's it legally today. I'm... Yeah. But at least that's, a, at least that's a step better. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. You want to talk so, about this very disturbing trans kid story? Yeah, tell me about that because I I know oh almost God. nothing about this case. It's so bad. I couldn't believe what I was reading today. So there's this kid, James. He's six years old, and he's in a custody dispute with his two parents in Texas. So under his mother's care, when he's in Dallas, he lives as a trans girl named Luna. But when he's with his dad, he's given a choice although there are still some legal implications surrounding this. And he lives as a boy, you know, his gender. He goes by James because he's like, I'm not trans. Uh, so mom makes him be transgender. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. She so- she's a pediatrician. She sounds like she's a crazy leftist. Hmm. Um, so in their divorce proceedings, the mother charged the father with child abuse for not affirming the six-year-old boy is transgender. She sought a restraining order against him and she's seeking to terminate his parental rights. So they're in a, bitter custody dispute about this she's also seeking to is it require... specifically over this or is it a pre-existing i'm divorce? sure their marriage was garbage um but this okay, bitch so... seems crazy so it's so this might not be the sole cause but it's basically a focal point now it's, it's the it's the focal point of the custody dispute i don't know but not necessarily what else. the divorce not, yeah, yeah. yeah okay um so she's also seeking to require him to pay for the child's visits to a transgender affirming therapist and transgender medical alterations, which is probably going to include hormonal sterilization starting at age mm. 
eight. Age eight. Okay. Um, so the mom who's a pediatrician, she took the boy to counseling. She chose a, a therapist that was sympathetic with her views, a gender transition therapist, who then diagnosed him with gender dysphoria, which we know is a mental At age conflict. six? Uh, I think earlier. Oh, like, my God. All he's right. age six right now. I think this has been going on for a little while, um, which is a mental conflict between physical sex and perceived gender, whatever. Mm -hmm. But when he's in the father's home, he appears to just be a normal child, doesn't identify as a girl. He has a choice of boys or girls' clothes, and he never chooses to, he just is like a normal little boy. He chooses to dress as a boy. He never talks about this alter ego, e ego Luna or anything like that. Yeah. So this was, this kind of shocked me. A dossier filed with the Dallas court says that under the skilled eyes of a therapist, the child was presented two pieces of paper, one with the word James and one with the word Luna. The, the girl's name and asked to pick the name he preferred when the appointment only included the mother, he would pick Luna. And when the hmm. appointment um, didn't include the mother, he would pick James. So I think that he's clearly being influenced by the mom. I think she's probably punishing him for when, when he wants to dress as a boy or when he tries to. Um, yeah. I mean, this seems this particular account in the Federalist seems that I know this author I've seen him on Steven Crowder's show before. Yeah. He's kind of a, he's had transition surgery or therapy and regrets and it greatly. Regrets it because he was pushed into it by his grandmother. Yeah. So he's, I mean, I'm not saying he's wrong, but he is coming at this from a particular perspective that I, you know, we're not necessarily getting mom's perspective as she would want it Pray presented. Tell, what perspective maybe. would she give you that the would influence you here? The only, the only thing is I'm trying to say that, um, that from the way this guy's describing, it sounds like mom is more or less forcing this kid to be transgender. And, yeah. I, and I don't know. I'd be curious to see how mom would respond to that type of accusation. But Well, whatever. If they ended up on an episode of Dateline, I'd be like, yeah, that's what happens. Like, what were you trying to do? This is clearly child abuse. Hmm. Um, I mean, court... if so, I guess the point I'm making is if so, that's that's oh, bump my stuff here. That's one step beyond simply allowing a child uh, the biggest complaint forcing with, this on her right. child but, but like i guess what i'm saying is in the past we've criticized parents who take the whims of their six-year-old as directives and like well my six-year-old wants to be a girl so that's the way it is as though you yeah, take but there's six no evidence that he even developed this own alter ego himself when he when he lives with the father he only goes by james he doesn't address that he has yeah. to do this at the mom's house he doesn't choose to yeah. do it so the court prohibits the dad from dressing James as a boy or from teaching him that he is a boy by oh, the sharing. The court sided with mom on this. Well, basically. I mean, hmm. they're, they're still virtually siding with mom. Um, or about the custody, but for now he has to abide by these dress-up order type well, things? What the dad has done to get around this, because he can't, he, he's not allowed to share any science-based teachings about gender with the boy legally. Wow. So okay. what he does is he sets out girls' Which, clothes and he sets out boys' clothes. Would the kid at six or eight or however old he is really understand that type of stuff anyway? It's like I mean, what is, I understood at six or eight that like girls have a vagina and boys have sure. a penis. What a shame that this stuff has to be injected into his mind. But he I can't guess. even teach his kid that. He can't teach yeah. his kid that boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. That's fucking insane. This is what mm. happens when you marry the wrong person. Everybody be careful. If be you're careful. if you're dating a feminist, like think down the road a little bit about what it's going to be like raising your child with this crazy bitch. Hmm. She is seriously, I don't care what happens to this woman. This is child abuse. 
I mean, what if she wins? Which is ironic because she's accusing him of child abuse, right? That's right. the accusation and she's making she's against him. she's a pediatrician. Yeah. Yeah. You think if this is her profession, it's a little worrisome about the it's kids that are going that for her therapy. It's not just that she's influencing her own child. I mean, she's influencing children of the community as well, sure. surely. Sure. Um, that's just, this is just so shocking to me. And I just hope that the father gets custody and that um, this woman dies. <laughs> Well, will you celebrate it when it happens? To call For Max sure. Up? This is terrible. This poor kid is going to grow up so screwed up, not just because he has divorced parents, but because this has been publicized and it's going to be embarrassing for him after he goes through puberty. He's going to be like, you made me be a girl. What mom? What? Yeah. And, and it, particularly if mom is successful in going along with hormone therapy or surgical intervention, oh the, there's God. no, uh, you know, as we've seen in a lot of cases with, with prepubescent therapy, puberty is not like a, whoops, just kidding, I'll go back and go through it type proposition. You inject a, a young boy, a prepubescent boy with estrogen or puberty blockers and stunt his development into a man, you can't back out of that at age 20, for example. You can never have kids. And you know that uh, that uh, transgender kid, Jazz? They did the hormone. One. She's like some TLC uh, female to, wait, male to female transgender kid but they did the hormone blockers like at the wrong age or too late or too early something like that and now this kid is stuck with a micro penis that they can't remove yeah it's like yeah, you, you, can't you do guys anything. don't realize how central hormones are to your to everything to yeah. your health to how you perceive the world it's like you cannot mess with this stuff and not expect there to yeah. be great consequences think about do you remember all the whims of your life when you were like not six or eight but say like 14 15 yeah early puberty teens yeah, where the you, you felt so passionate about whatever aspects of your life. I want this to happen or I want this or I want that. And now I look back and I think, man, it's good that never happened because oh, yeah. my life would suck if my teenage whims had been enabled. Oh yeah. Like how I used to be inspired by the communist manifesto or Brittany <laughs> Pettibone told me that she used to be a tomboy, the most feminine hmm. person that I know. It's like, all right, everybody just needs to let their kid grow out of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And most things are grown out of. There's plenty of research that shows that's the case with these gender issues, but that's so-called hate research. That's transphobic <laughs> research. That's all that stuff. All I can say is without any experience in gender dysphoria or gender issues, write your jokes in the chat about that if you want. But I don't have any experience in that area. What I can say is my inclinations as a teenager, if they were fully enabled and I had acted on them, with irreversible effect, I would be in much worse shape today. I would be in a For lot sure. worse situation. Yeah, I saw somebody in the live chat liken this to allowing your child to get a face tattoo. And I'm like, that's, yeah, that's of a pretty good. A, a face <laughs> tattoo is arguably more fixable. Yeah. Probably more fixable. It it's probably more responsible. Yeah. Yikes. So this is just so horrible and upsetting. Have, and this kid any, is idea, any idea on a timeline here about when this might reach resolution okay mm -hmm. it's probably going to be a bitter custody dispute indefinitely i had be, i had seen not a lot of uh like you know mass media or mainstream media coverage of this i saw this federalist write up about it and reference to this federalist write up about it but not much more so we'll have to see who keeps an eye on this i would like to see what happens as far as the court is concerned texas not even austin dallas yeah, it's in dallas okay. <laughs> Jeez. Well, uh, can I make you even more pessimistic about gender issues? Whatever, fine. Okay. So, <laughs> so I had considered doing a video about this this week, but then I wanted to talk about that fake school in Louisiana instead. So I went That's with that. That's a good video. It's, it's amazing how – I couldn't believe how they had duped these 
Ivy League institutions with just really white liberals shit. are so stupid. I know, but that's it. Just tells you that when they got these applications, and if if you're not familiar with what I'm referencing, go back and watch my last video. But when they're what when Harvard and Yale people reviewing college applications are getting these things in the mail or email or however they get them, they just look at it and they say, "Ooh, token minority with a story of struggle. You're in." Like, okay. Yeah. And they just How, pat them on the head. You're such yeah, a good minority. We're so diverse and tolerant. So cool. it's, yeah. it, it, it's, it's sickening. It's, like, it's yeah. like a pet mentality. It's gross. Okay. Well, speaking of just ridiculous approaches to life, or what, however you want to characterize this, Michigan lawmakers, because poverty in Detroit, crime in Detroit, whatever, all the issues the, the state faces, uh, the Flint water, did they fix that yet? I don't know. <laughs> Point is, I could I don't even live in Michigan and I could name X amount of things that have to be more pressing than what Michigan lawmakers are apparently taking on. There are 14 state legislators in Michigan who have introduced a resolution. And to be clear, this is a resolution, not a law, a resolution suggesting McDonald's stop offering boy and girl toys in Happy Meals. Uh, State Representative Leslie Love Great name. Leslie Love. You think she engages in Leslie Love? She Probably. might. Leslie Love, the resolutionary's uh, the resolutionary, resolution's primary sponsor, wants to send this uh, advisory to other restaurants in the state too. So Burger King, uh, you know, Burger King, Wendy's, all these places with meals for kids. You've got to get in line too. You shouldn't be doing this gendered toy nonsense here are some passages from the resolution which you can read in this story uh here's what the resolution says this is a significant issue as billions of these meals are sold every year and this practice can influence and limit children's imaginations and interests by promoting some toys as suitable for girls and others only for boys Numerous studies have highlighted the harmful effects of gender-classified toys. Toys and play are the earliest form of learning, especially in the beginning stages of childhood development, and children begin learning about gender roles as early as age two, according to the Gender Development Laboratory at Monmouth University. Gender Development Laboratory? (laughs) It's legit. It's definitely legit. As the child grows older and develops, his or her play activities change based on societal connection to their gender grouping. Targeting the offering of toys by gender has consequences beyond socialization. A 2015 study published by the Association for Psychological Science concluded that boys are more likely to play with toys that develop spatial intelligence and reasoning than girls. These skills are especially important for success in academic and professional domains, including science, tech, engineering, and math, otherwise known as STEM. Now, my my initial reaction to this is... I can grant every point you make. I'll believe you on your studies. I'll believe you that girls should play with the spatial intelligence toys. You're the parent. Is it illegal at McDonald's to say, I want that toy with my Happy Meal? Get whatever damn toy you want. Nobody's saying, is the McDonald's person going to be, nope, we we uphold rigid gender roles around here and we will not oblige in this transaction. Your little girl will play with that beanie baby. I'm not even willing to grant them that. We should not be pushing little girls into STEM. It's not natural. It's not what they want to do. It's not what they're good at. Stop pushing girls into stuff that they're bad at. Stop. That's the irony is they want to characterize the fact that STEM is unequally gender uh, distributed as social engineering when in it's fact not... they are the ones social engineering oh my god they they are the ones social engineering the idea that 
boys um, are only attracted to like these spatial reasoning toys in STEM because of some arbitrary decision, whether it's by asshole McDonald's executives decades ago or just society generally where we say boys do this, girls do that. It, no great council meeting of corrupt gender oppressors had a meeting and said, this is the way we're going to organize society. That is the natural inclination of I know, boys and, and girls. I've talked about this before in the show, but there's a yeah. cross-cultural, cross-generational study where they give children a pickle. They give boys a pickle and a girls a, and girls a pickle. The boys always turn it into a sword or a gun, and the girls always turn it into a baby. We but, have yeah, it makes a total state sense. of nature in which we belong, in which we flourish. We have yeah. skills that are specific to our gender. Stop trying to to engineer this world, this idyllic world. It's not yeah. the way, it's not going to turn out the way that you want it. Yeah. And it's exactly as you described. The idea that the whole concept of these gender differentiated toys at McDonald's was conceived by some executive, some asshole guy long ago because uh, this is the way I want to shape the world. No, you know what happened? McDonald's sold billions of these Happy Meals, as they describe, and they said, huh, you know, girls tend to choose this type of toy. Boys tend to choose that type of toy. Why don't we offer both toys so that they might have their choice? And again, you know, it's like, uh, I, I agree with everything you're saying. At the end of the day, I'm not going to enforce this worldview upon parents as much as I would like to, as, as much as I would like them to adopt it. This is yet another example of if that's your worldview and the practice you want, you have a couple options. One, get the toy you want at McDonald's. Or two, if you think McDonald's is that damaging, just don't go to McDonald's. Yeah. Why is it that why you can parent your child the way you want. But again, it's this mentality that the world must accommodate me instead of you just taking responsibility for yourself. Yeah, totally. And Ugh. the action of eating McDonald's is so much worse for your child than the long-term consequences of them choosing a misgendered toy or whatever the fuck. Sure. It's like, I, I can't even believe that they're thinking about this. Although even that has really changed over the years. I was looking at the history of the Happy Meal. Apparently they're planning to do away with the cheeseburger entirely by 2020, which itself seems like kind of a shame to me. But they they did smaller servings of fries. They don't do soda with Happy Meals anymore. You can't even do that. You get milk or juice. Um, you always get like fruit or something like that. And a lot of that was simply due to market forces. It's what consumers wanted. If consumers want less choice in toys. I don't even care about the gender distinction. Just offer like five freaking toys and choose whatever the hell you want. Who gives yeah. a shit? But then they'll find a problem when, well, girls chose the soft, cuddly toy and boys cho chose the robot or whatever. No, we have to force girls to choose the robot. That's going to be the answer. Girls must pick STEM. Not just girls can pick STEM. Girls must pick STEM. They've really gone full circle so that at the end of it, it's just people being fed the choice you know that they yeah. don't have an array of choices from which they can choose the, anymore that's the great irony of feminism and that's when we're going to reach final form feminism it is it will do the full horseshoe to being, uh, yeah to being oppressive to women because women's choice will be unacceptable to them because free choice inherently leads to unequal outcome oh yeah it's totally gone gone full circle like um all these transgender uh people in sports that are ruining women's sports <laughs> It's like, you guys don't realize what you've done here. It's yeah. full circle. I remember thinking in my mind, I was like, this is where I'm definitely off the equality train now that <laughs> dudes are beating chicks' asses. And yeah. we're supposed to celebrate this as some great yeah. accomplishment for equality. Nah, I'm out, dude. <laughs> I'm off this train. It's funny, though. I mean, come on. The hypocrisy <laughs> laid bare. Do you enjoy watching that? Are you into tranny UFC? What was that chick's name? Uh, I didn't she see that fight, but we did talk about it. The one that just was busting faces left and right. 
I, and it was I like, never watched, but yeah. It had intense. had some hormones, but not all of the hormones or something. I think she's still at a, a dong. Is that right? Am I rewriting this story? I don't know. I don't have interest in watching a guy beat the shit out of chicks. But I mean, that sounds awesome. It can yeah. help me get off some of this hatred for women. May, that I have maybe you would have a different like appreciation of it. Not an equality appreciation, but a, like, ah, yes. The, the ways, <laughs> the, the, the old days of the patriarchy, maybe. <laughs> What you might say. I mean, it does show that the natural state of things is patriarchy, and we're going to get there one way or another, aren't we? Yeah. You know, I had a similar realization. Are you familiar with Adam Ruins Everything? Uh, that guy's so really, freaking no. annoying. He's college humor, and he, like, debunks things, but he's got a really insufferable style, and he's got this know-it-all this sounds approach. He's, he's like this chubby blonde guy with this tall hairdo. And wears glasses. Anyway, he did this whole bit this week about how gun control laws were written to be racially oppressive. They were written to punish black people. And even today they have disproportionate racial effects. And I thought the whole thing was bullshit, but I, I put it in the comments. I was like, fine. If this is what we have to use to agree that these laws should be repealed. Fine. Fine. If we have to agree that gun control is racist to repeal this shit. Fine. I'm on board, but you know, they'll never go for that either. Anyway, strange, strange bedfellows in the worlds of politics. <laughs> yeah. You never know how you might agree. You just care that you agree. You guys, I said, get it off of my back. Not that it makes me get off. You guys are terrible. <laughs> you know what I meant. Words. Uh, tell me about this. Well, actually, should we take a break before we get to this cop who is indicted? We, we should probably uh, get, yeah, sure. get through a few of these. Okay, who's the last person? Gabriel Lopez. Uh, Big LC, Matt and I once made love at a GDL rally. Matt lost his voice from all the fasters, harders, and I disavows. Oh, gross. Jeez. I bumped into Jared Holt on the way out. He said, you'll have your hit piece by Monday, Matt. That guy's Ooh, I look forward to it. When I Google him, it's all positive stuff. The first like several pages of Google. I can't believe it. Yeah. How is that like, possible? I know, right? John McGee, what are your thoughts on Dan Bongino's Spygate book? I haven't read it, but I love Dan Bongino. It's basically about the connections with Mueller and members of the Obama admin. Yeah. It claims the investigation is a distraction to keep heat off Dems. Of course it is. I've heard um, about this. And you also know who worked on it was Matt Palumbo. And maybe Matt's listening. I don't know. I think he tunes in sometimes. But um, I, I message with Matt sometimes back and forth. He did a lot of the research for this book. Really? Because I saw this book and it had his name on it. I should have uh, messaged cool. him and been like, oh, I didn't know you worked on this book with Bongino. But that's pretty cool. Dan Bongino is awesome. Number and one. Of course, um, we had Matt on the show previously, but I think it was. One of those where it was, it was just us, yeah. Um, he was—he's of course the guy who helped Gavin debate Black Hitler, Gazi Kodzo. I'm pretty That's sure Matt. I met him at Jordan Peterson. Oh, interesting. Uh, Peter Edwards. Most people in the chat will want to have collusion of the third kind with Matt. Gross. What the uh, hell's what? What's what does that mean? Some, I don't even some, some gay sex sure, joke, yeah. but uh, right. Nancy Bunsey. Apparently, the Pats beat the Vikings. Matt, sorry, blonde. My husband Chris wanted to trash talk. Hope the mullah helps. Mula. Well, I, I I didn't expect the Vikings to win this game. I, I was looking up Tom Brady's home record in his career, and I know you'll love this stat. Blonde sport, sports stats are what makes this show great. He's the one but, putting it to Giselle, right? Yeah, you of course you would think Giselle is hot. Oh no, I just God. I just asked if he was. She looks like a tranny, but he's putting okay. It to good because I I I don't get the Giselle thing. I that's not it's not my style. But Tom Brady's home record is something like 153 and 22. So you don't often go into uh, Foxborough and beat the Patriots. So eventually, okay. time's going to catch up to that dude, though. Yeah, he's like 40. Uh, Joseph Shook Streamlabs won't let me donate over there. I guess Google will get a bit of this. You Bummer, guys, but thanks for supporting the show. Of your guns. Um, I don't know shit about the guns we own. 
Uh, I I don't like to do a complete list because I just don't like to have that out there. Uh, But I often cite like my favorite, the favorite firearm I own is my FN FS 2000, which is a bullpup rifle from of European design from FN. It's pretty cool. Uh, (laughs) It is the cat is the cat rifle in the cat video that I made with the meow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's 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 kind um, of rifle. But we um, have some Smith and Wesson nine millimeter revolver, and then we have a hmm. six hour P two twenty nine. Is that a gun? Uh, I'm not familiar with their exact models, but that sounds they have a lot of P number models. I'm not a, I'm a not bunch a of other Sig owner myself. But uh, they just got the new army contract too. I did enter a raffle down at the oh, really? gun shop here because he does raffles uh for different guns i tried to win a dumpster defender you know the i doubt it short <laughs> shotgun he had one of those for uh, in a giveaway and i entered the giveaway but i did not win and then um he's got the new sig that is that won the army contract what is it the p is it p320 what which one is it i don't know whatever the new sig is that won the army contract i entered to win that um yeah the, the p320 so maybe i'll own one of those soon oh and we have a glock too um blippity blue i'm with sticks a world with less Bushes, Clintons, Kennedys, and Roosevelts is a good thing. Hmm. Um, Noel Campbell, we tried all the sensible gun legislation. If it didn't work before, why would I believe more sensible gun legislation will work? I'm with you, Noel. It's just we, we're just one law short. Just we're one always law one law always. short. Gosh darn yeah. it. Yama Fago, remember, guys, we always just one ban away from the utopia. The next exactly. will work for sure. Well, that was great foreshadowing or great prediction yeah. there. But yes, exactly. Um. Ryan, we live in a society where the minority has more power than the majority. Ain't that the truth? Also, Ryan, arrest the mom for child abuse. Make an example of her yeah, to the gulags. Yeah, uh, the minority whole... status has been weaponized. I mean, we live in a country where minority rights are paramount, and I still firmly believe in them. That's how a functional society maintains. I don't want but to we... take away rights from minorities. Come on. But I don't even mean, I just mean minorities, whatever it means. Minority of opinion, not, not even racial minority, just minority in any sense. They but, shouldn't um, get any. We shouldn't. But that's shouldn't Trump meritocracy, which it clearly right. That's does. the point. Is minority status has been treated as a like an untouchable badge that elevates you to certain privileges. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Ryan also says, make an example of her. The whole LGBT lifestyle. You forgot QIAA or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, lifestyle has a negative impact on our society and therefore should not be promoted. I'm with you. Actually, Tina says, I'm studying for my advanced CSI final, but taking a break because I love the show. It's sad to say, but I can't wait for all these trans kids to sue the fuck out of the doctors for malpractice when they regret being maimed. Yeah, I mean, a reckoning is going to come. When they're in their 20s and 30s, they're going to be like, why? I was six years old. Why did you let me do this? Yeah. I mean, it seems like a lot of this stuff just at a base level could be viewed as a violation of the Hippocratic Oath. Not only is there plenty of evidence to support the idea that kids grow out of this, but I, again, I'm not super familiar with all the literature, so someone's free to challenge me on this, but the idea that hormone replacement therapy and gender reassignment surgery leads to increased happiness in so-called transgender people, I'm not convinced on that at all. I don't think the science is conclusive, but maybe I'm missing some evidence. Fat Hooligan said, Super Chat wouldn't take my comment, must have said something wrong. Uh, so here, take a neutral, non-controversial NPC comment with some money. Love you guys. We oh, love well, you thanks. Too. Probably said poop wiener or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Or Niger, which you are not allowed That's to say. That's true. Uh, how will I ever learn about Niger? <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, Big Red Doggy, NRA stands for not real activists. They're more concerned with lining their pockets. Support the GOA gun owners of America instead. Do not give one inch. Um... Molon Lave, ancient Greek for come and take it for the normies. Hmm. 
do a few more. Yeah, Zach. I, I was gifted an NRA membership after the uh, Parkland shooting. Well, that's right. Didn't and, you get like um, a sweet tote or something? I got a little knife, a pocket knife reward. But I will admit that I'm dis severely disappointed with their stance on this this bump stock issue. Not just for from a gun rights perspective, but from a process of how these laws ought to be written perspective. So perhaps I'll have to consider changing my support for gun rights uh, groups uh, in, in light of this. We'll have to see. Let's did you see have an option for a tote? Why did I think that? I think the options were duffel bag, baseball <laughs> cap, or knife. And I picked the knife, and as I joked at the time, because once they take away all my guns, I still want to have yeah. something for self-defense. So I have this inch and a half NRA pocket knife to <laughs> shiv people with in, in World War III post-gun yeah, confiscation. Really. But you can yeah. throw it if somebody else has a gun. Yeah, in, in a school <laughs> shooting. Uh, see what I did there? All right. Zach I should get a having... hockey puck for studio defense. Yeah, really. Here, set a hockey puck at my side. Yeah. yeah, don't come to Skag's house. He has a gun in every room. I and many hockey pucks. Many hockey pucks. Even more hockey pucks than too. guns. Yeah. yeah. Haven't been able to catch the show live. This is from Zach. Uh, in a while, hope all is well. How can anyone look at trans kids and not see child abuse? Anyone who supports letting kids transition deserves Blonde's catapult. Yes. <laughs> Blonde will have a catapult in Blonde's Utopia. Uh, mm. Jared Tank, missed last shows, wanted to talk California fire. I'm in NorCal air quality, unbearable. Mm, no still school even. for a week. Campus wow. looked like a horror movie when told to leave mid-class. Everyone who knows, everyone knows someone who lost everything. That's a bummer to hear. I hope, uh, I hope things, I, I, I know that the last numbers on the human toll were pretty staggering too. Wasn't it almost Crazy. like a hundred dead and there's still a bunch of hundreds of people missing? Yeah. Something like that. that I think more thing, than, so. more than a hundred dead. I'm not sure though. Let me know in the live. So time. I hope, I hope, you know, your, your personal family safe and all your property safe and, and all that. But, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, to, to everybody else who is listens to the show or, you know, is otherwise attached to the show and has attachments to that particular area of California, we hope you're all, you're all uh, doing well. I haven't even seen any coverage of it recently, so I it assumed the fires the were kind of, kind of out by yeah. now, but apparently not. Yep, controlled burns. Um, Rodzilla 5332, Guns and Gadgets YouTube channel tracks all new gun laws and talk of new laws. And the bad news is there is talk of national red flag law being introduced. Ooh, boy, that's, uh, that's going to be interesting. Um, at first I was less critical of this because I thought at least there was a due process element in terms of a court reviewing a case and deciding whether someone could be blocked from buying new firearms or even having them seized. But there was a case out of Maryland recently where there was a court order to go seize this guy's guns because a family member had reported him as a threat. And upon seizing the gun, trying to serve the order to seize the guns from the home, there was an altercation and police shot the guy dead and the state is not releasing the reason why there was a warrant issued to go get this guy's guns. So yeah. these red flag laws, I, I know, I understand. It's like sometimes you see a crazy person, you see someone post on social media, crazy things. And you think we ought to be able to stop those people right. from getting guns. But there are unintended consequences. To, to these As a practical matter, the idea of in, enforcing these things against people who have not gone through due process. Right. I don't necessarily. like it. It's not due process adjudication of a crime in the red flag law. It's a judge deciding whether or not you're a crazy person in terms of the, yeah, I mean, the shall not judgment. be infringed. It sounds pretty unequivocal so, to me. This stuff uh, I'm getting more skeptical of as it goes on, but we'll see. We'll have to see what happens. Um, not important says found both your content on pub swap. So now I watch over there. Our content is on pub swap. I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't, I don't even know what that is, but maybe people are sharing it over there. If, if Later that's you, thank you. Both of you should really ah. start to migrate your audience while you can. We're on BitChute. BitChute. And I've been, um, I, uh, I've been sent some interesting um, platform alternatives. In addition to the portal one we talked about a few weeks ago, there are some, Interesting competitors in the works. 
and I'm not, I probably won't abandon YouTube until literally it's about to like, it's, it's dead, but I will happily yeah. put stuff on other platforms in the meantime. I'll happily diversify. I'm going to ride it until the wheels fall off. Just yeah. like Bitcoin. I'm going to ride that shit to zero. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess it had a little bit of a rebound, but man, did that tank. Man, actually, Tina, as a girl in STEM by choice, girls shouldn't do STEM unless they really want to. I know I'm an oddity. Side note, I played with dolls and still want to be a mom. It's biology. Yeah. <laughs> Good girl. Uh, Lil Wang says, Joy Behar is just Jerry Nadler with a low IQ Maxine Wick. Change my mind. <laughs> Fair uh, point. Let's just do a few more. Yeah. Eric Ray says, transgender science, Russian collusion, gender assignment, climate change, and Harry Potter books all require a suspension of disbelief and leftists. Hmm. Last one for right now, yeah, Cobra 53 Rogers. Well, Have you guys heard? You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Carry on. Have you guys heard of the Asian capitalist YouTube channel? They have some interesting takes on the American political right. One of their most recent vids is on the day of the rope. Uh, no, I haven't. Hmm. Asian capitalist YouTube. I'll check it out. No, I'm not familiar. Um, all right. Let's uh, circle. I'll circle back to the rest. Let me uh, catch up with just a couple stream labs here. Kids shouldn't. Uh, sorry. Family dinner says kids shouldn't be fucking eating McDonald's anyway. What happened to a family meal? Sure. I mean, uh, to be honest, I look forward to taking my kids to mcdonald's for a happy meal is one of the simple joys of my childhood but point taken it shouldn't be a staple meal it should yeah. be a once in a while type fun thing that you do with your kid uh hk47 says hey i recently found your channel i've been binging it the past couple of days i really love what you do you make me laugh and think i love you all keep up the good work. well thank you that is very kind i appreciate you coming to check out the stuff and uh, and tuning in and i'm glad you were able to find it however you did as, as i always say you know that's that's obvious i think that's what helps us grow far more than the youtube algorithm or anything like that it's just people word sharing stuff linking it sharing it with your friends one by one type thing word of mouth type thing Okay, what do we got next? I didn't even... Oh, it's the it's the chick cop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about her. Um, so if you guys remember, when was it? I think this was in September, but there was this Dallas police officer, this chick, who walked into what she... She got off a 16-hour shift. She walked into what she thought, she thought, was her apartment. Turned out to be her neighbor's apartment. It was this black dude. She assumed she was being burgled. She shoots him dead. This guy named Botham Jean, I think. Yeah. Um, so just to so, be clear, she shot him in his apartment because she thought it was her apartment. Yeah. 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 Real stupid. Um, really stupid. So she was arrested three days later, three days, three days later on manslaughter charges. And we just been kind of waiting to see what was going to happen. So a few days ago, the grand jury, um, they had the option of indicting this cop, Geiger, I think her name is, uh, on the original manslaughter count, which carries up to 20 years, not indicting her at all. Uh, but in the end, they decided to indict her on murder, and she's looking at a life sentence. Wow. Yeah. So when they were asked by reporters, or when, uh, when um, was it the AG, was asked by reporters why the jury chose to indict her for murder instead of manslaughter, um, she said that the prosecutors had presented all this evidence. They had inter they had looked through all these 300 interviews and been fully explained the law and they decided to, to take the murder charge. But that's really all the information that I have. I don't know specifically why, uh, but it sounds pretty bad. I mean, they, they clearly think that there was intent here. <clears throat> and this is, this is another one of those cases where it's one of the worst possible police type shootings. Mm -hmm. The things where, I don't, I don't know how many protests there were about this. I can't recall if there was big, you know, marches in the streets and stuff, but it appeared, it would appear that as long as that's done peacefully, it would be justifiably so, but we don't see a lot of 
coverage of this sort of stuff. Like, I didn't even see this until you linked me. Nobody follows up on these stories and nobody's marching in the streets. What do we want? Justice. It's in process. Good. Like, it, <laughs> that, that never happens, you know? Yeah. And here's a case where it appears that a, a police officer, even though she was operating off-duty, acted with at least egregious negligence, uh, possibly intent, although I'd be interested to see how they prove that based on how we went through the facts previously. I, I didn't see intent to kill him. Yeah, I, I, I mean, just they saw, clearly had a reason for believing there was intent. I'm not really seeing yeah. that. They're just saying that they reviewed um, all of the interviews and the calls that were made. Uh, but, you yeah. know, she's getting charged with murder. It's, this it's, is a huge fuck up if it was that. It's like for as much as our system gets shit on, it's very tough to shit on by the protesters, I should say. It's very tough to identify cases where the justice system just got it so totally wrong. Um, like, I'm trying to remember, what happened in the Philando Castile case? That was another case where we thought it was kind of... Wow, I don't remember. ...a little bit difficult to judge when we were going through it. And the cop, did he... Gosh, I, I should know off the top of my head. But it, but in, in all the cases where there appears to be demonstrable cop negligence, usually justice is served to, to varying degrees. And cases that are completely bunk, you know, you think of like the Michael Brown case that was just full of lies and nonsense and, and deception, distortion, the uh, Trayvon Martin case, things like that. Yeah, there are cases where people are not convicted of killings, but the fact patterns are usually quite messy and not at all clear. Yeah. You know, like yeah. this case seems pretty clear and surprise, surprise, justice appears ready to be served in this case, but... That's that's rarely mentioned. I tell you what, this was totally preventable by women not being allowed to be cops. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not, because she wasn't doing it in her police officer duty, though. Yeah, but she used her gun. But it, was it a was it an actual police issued firearm or was it on her own? I, private firearm? No, I'm, I'm almost positive it was a police issued firearm. Hmm. Um, let me know if I'm wrong. About that's interesting. That do do she cops was coming home from a shift? I actually have no idea. Do cops? Oh, she was coming home from a shift. Yeah. Okay. Do cops carry like a police issued firearm when they're off duty? I have no I have no idea. I actually don't Is that know. Common practice or not? Or do they carry something um, private? People in the live chat are saying she was in uniform. Because she was returning home. It was a it was a really long shift. I did read that. Yeah. So she probably if she if she was in uniform, maybe she she had her police issued firearm. I would assume. Uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, she, yeah. I don't think that she would be walking around with a gun if if she was not a police officer. I don't know. There are plenty of female concealed carry people. Yeah, I guess that's true. Anyway, still, the, the point stands. No women cops. <laughs> no women cops. That's what's really important here. You know what else is important is... Um, hoax hate transition. Yeah, we'll just get out of this slight <laughs> awkwardness with the uh, hoax hate transition and a nice 20-second pause. Ugh. We can all think about it. All right, come here, Caesar. And now, the nobody saw it happen, but it's oh totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. And it is in one you of these cases. Notice? Of course. Well, we not really the... backwards. It's not. Oh, it's at the wrong the right angle, angle, the yeah. professors. She, but you got the orientation right. It's shaped yeah. like an S and not like a Z. Yeah, but it's like good, straight up and down, you know. Good for her, considering she's a Holocaust researcher. <laughs> uh, but before we get to her, uh, we have a we have, as I mentioned, we have a trio. So we have two cases before we get to her confirmed hoax hate cases. Goucher College, this uh, in the Baltimore, Maryland area, a black college lacrosse player has been arrested for spray painting the N word, KKK, and swastikas, targeting himself and other minority students in two separate instances. 
Some of the markings even named specific students the graffiti was found in dorm buildings. His name is Finn Ajani Arthur. He's 21, charged with two counts of malicious destruction in Baltimore County. Glad to acknowledge that there were, in fact, charges, uh, although... I should, no, never mind. The charges were for malicious destruction. Now, I was going to say the charges for fake reports would be great, but that's not what we're looking at here. It's the charges for the actual vandalism, unfortunately, but he hoaxed it himself. Anyway, he was released after a bail review hearing Friday, and he has been banned from campus pending a student conduct review. As we'll see in this case and the next, don't let this outright hoax be an excuse not to talk about the very real racism issue on campus. Mm-hmm. Senior Cindy Jones, Cindy with two eyes, C-Y-N-D-I-I. <laughs> By the way, parents, don't name your kids things like that so they have to perpetually spell out their names to strangers for the rest of their lives. I don't know. Did you hear about that one kid, Absidy, this week? Yeah, I thought about E-C-D-E. Thought about talking about that one. What but a I, shitty mom. I cut it you know, when, we're, when we're organizing the topics. My daughter was made fun of, maybe because you named her the alphabet. Idiot. Maybe that's why she was made fun of. All right. Senior Cindy Jones told The Sun, the local paper there in Baltimore, the graffiti incidents were merely symptoms of Groucher's <laughs> larger issue of racism on campus. Some black students recently started a buddy system. Uh, a buddy system for walking in pairs around campus at night. Groucher's black student union group, it's called Umoja. U-M-O-J-A, also designated a common area on campus for students to gather, debrief, and vent. A number of students flocked to the space on Friday afternoon to sign a list of seven demands. These demands included the hiring of more black staff on campus. So we're going to hire with a racial guideline. That's great. The installation of security cameras in residence halls and the requirement that incoming students take a class on cultural competency. So... We're going to do that because it doesn't some, matter. This was a hoax. Some guy hoaxed hate. Uh, Are and the, we really um, going to sit here and pretend that black students need to have a buddy to walk around at night because they're in danger of white crime? Is that what we're going to sit around and pretend? I don't know. I've seen a lot of destruction in particular areas of Baltimore that came from certain areas of certain demographics before that seems particularly. East Asians, right? Yes. <laughs> Those East Asians rioting and destroying Baltimore, yeah, lighting it absolutely. on fire. Looting and it's such an Asian yeah. thing to do. Uh, the obvious question, of course, is if racism is such a big problem on your campus, why do you have to fake it? Yeah. Why, why would the, this story would be a non-issue if racism was such a big, uh, a big uh, issue on campus. So it doesn't speak to a larger issue. If there is a larger issue, it actually demeans it. This is exactly why every hoax hate, every case of hate crime I see, I, I presume hoax now. I know that's not great. I know I should presume nothing until evidence is supplied, but I presume hoax. They're all hoaxes. I presume hoax. And the reason I presume hoax is because these are so frequent. Again, this is three in one this week. At least two in one, possibly three in one, likely three in one. Where's this because- college again? This is, are you talking about uh, Groucher or, or Goucher? Yeah. Did I say Groucher earlier? If I did, it should be Goucher. <laughs> yeah. It's Goucher College. Um, oh, it's uh, in Baltimore. So, yeah, it's in the Baltimore area. A yeah, similar Baltimore. case. Riddled with white crime. It's, yes, it's all the whites targeting the blacks in Baltimore. That's what's going on. The, at uh, Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, School officials say at least four racially charged letters that were reportedly slipped under dormitory room doors were a hoax written by an unidentified 18-year-old student who will likely be charged. Uh, good. 
The first of these racist letters was delivered on November 7th. There were rallies to protest on November 14th. Students also participated in an event to paint the street black to protest this racism. (laughs) Aside from the notes, some 250 Drake phones received 75-second robocalls calling for black people to be expelled to Africa. The calls were supposedly from an Idaho white supremacist group. Was that you? Did you... (laughs) Did you make those calls? You know, I've I have perpetrated every one of these hoax hate incidents yeah. myself. It's a um, it's a gr- it's a white supremacist group called Road to Power. Give them a call. You need friends <laughs> in Idaho. Maybe you guys can hang out. <laughs> Unclear uh, if the if the phone calls were related to these confirmed hoax letters, but local news spoke with this um, freshman on campus. His name is Timothy Grant, and he organized the street painting. Uh, protest. And again, this is a demonstration where he basically says, well, I know this was a hoax, but remember it, the, the broader theme is true. It's very racist around oh, yeah. here. And we have the to keep mattress girl argument. We have to That's keep right. these, these conversations alive because it doesn't matter if this case was fake. Cause there's so many real ones happening. Okay. Here's the conversation with this guy. Drake freshman, Timothy Gantz says, regardless of the origin of the notes found here at Harriet hall, <laughs> It shouldn't derail a much larger conversation. It was upsetting, definitely. Gant reacted to Friday's news with disappointment, but as someone who's been deeply involved with the painted black movement on campus, he's seen how Drake has come together to talk race. The conversations that I've had with students today and in the past few weeks have been that our work started the night of the first note that came out on November 7th, and the events that took place over the past few weeks with us doing the rally and painting the street is that's HRT Malcolm X. That's what this guy is. <laughs> HRT Malcolm X. That's what, that's what we're calling him. Going to carry us to have even, even bigger conversations. He says he hopes the forged notes don't distract from those conversations on race and racism. It's much bigger, he says, than just those incidents. It's a sentiment here in this country. It's a sentiment here at Drake, and it's a sentiment here at other places. So we have to work here first to try to change as much as we can. This today is just another reason why we need to keep working and why we need to keep talking about this thing because the the second that we invalidate that conversation and stop begin to stop talking about this is when this whole thing will start to die. Gant says he hopes the discussion ends up moving towards the questions of what policy changes need to be made and what can be done at higher levels to help students of color feel safe. <laughs> he says there are signs of progress. People aren't just hanging signs, people are actually going up to students of color and asking them, you know, what can I do for you? We might, we might not have the answer right away, but it's that dialogue that's well, started this, it's that dialogue that's going to carry yeah. this whole movement across. In Des Moines, Chris Gothner, KCCI 8 News, Iowa's news leader. Oh, oh boy. Do you have a reaction to this, to this At fellow? At the heart of all of this is just a deflection of the conversation of disproportionate black crime. That, that's really what this hmm. is. Black people are looking at their community. They're like, wow, we perpetrate... Um, you know, most of the murders, most of the rapes, we better start calling white people racist or they're going to realize that we're committing most of the crimes in this country. Hmm. And what is this guy trying to do? He has dispelled the myth of black masculinity. I'll give him that. <laughs> and I, I called him Timothy Grant. It's Timothy Gantz. I want to be fair to oh, this sorry. particular person, despite ripping him for his hormones and his resemblance of Malcolm X. But uh, to his points, I did have some response to his points uh he says it's a sentiment in this country here at drake in this country other places sentiment being racism no it isn't uh, again if if this was everywhere on your campus you wouldn't have to be hoaxing 
to yeah. demonstrate how big of an issue is. He says, uh, the hoax today is just another reason why we need to keep talking about this thing. Because the second we invalidate that, that conversation is when the whole thing will start to die. Yeah, exactly. The second you stop talking about this non-existent issue is when it goes away and you're going to have to realize, oh, maybe I'll actually have to do something productive. Yes. Maybe I'll actually have to exhibit some personal responsibility instead of blaming other people for made up problems. Not just blaming other people for like the suckiness of your own life. I don't know. Maybe his life is cool. Maybe it's not. But but blaming other people for made up problems. That is next level victimization. Yeah. Uh, and keep in mind what he's saying, like what he's saying fundamentally is fake evidence is just as valid as real evidence. That sounds to me like an unfalsifiable premise. Good luck with that. This is a religious viewpoint. And I don't mean that to disparage religion. I guess what I mean is he accepts this thing as unquestionably true. Evidence be damned. This is true. Racism is a huge major, major threat. I don't care what the evidence is. You can't falsify it. Okay. And then lastly was the point you hit on. People are going up to students of color and asking them what I can do for you. How insanely insulting is that? Ooh, yeah. hey, black guy, I know you have a crappy life and you're very victimized. How can I help you? Yeah. I know you're inherently in a bad position. I know you're inherently potentially inferior because of reasons X, Y, and Z, whatever. Yeah. Let me help you out. The point is, you're ripping on racism. What a definitionally racist judgment to see someone's skin color and walk up and say, I know the quality of your life. Let me, the great white hero, hop oh, in no. to save the it's, day. It's just so obsequious. Like, I'm white. I'm so sorry for what's happened to your people. I have no idea what this person's ancestral background is. They might not yeah. be descended of slaves or whatever. Like, I have no idea. I owe this person nothing. They owe me nothing. I don't have to believe what they're, what they're you know, putting out there. Yeah. This is clearly not true. It's and not even, even if, telling a greater truth about society either. Even if that stereotype is true, even if it is true that you've come from a broken home and people have been really mean and racist to you in your life. And you've, uh, the point is you're on an American college campus. You've overcome the odds, dude. Right. Globally speaking, you hit the lottery. You've yeah. got the and greatest you opportunity possible. From a broken home and a crappy, dangerous community, guess whose fault that is? Black people. It's not my fault. I no, didn't do anything. No, stop being racist. Oh my God. Stop. It's <laughs> not my fault you were raised by a single mother and that your community is riddled with crime. How are you going to blame that on me? It's because everyone was racist to her. Don't you understand? Oh my God. <laughs> it's on you to become the hero and swoop in. I don't know. Maybe it cape. is my people's fault. We didn't allow for, uh, for a system where black people can be reliant on welfare and where single mothers can rely I on the state. I can't believe it. Someone have so much Sound like, gonna be hate the in their heart. I can't believe. And what you people so, can't see is that she has a grill of fake gold teeth in that. Oh, you're talking about the, that lady. The sounder, yeah. 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 Uh, okay, you ready for the final possible likely hate crime? Possible should, likely. Should we? It's yeah, not I'm been ready. confirmed, and I've done everything I can to eliminate alternative explanations here, but uh, this one got a, a lot of news coverage this week. This uh, from the Teachers University. Where is this? The Teachers University at Columbia. Yeah. Uh, so there's this professor, Elizabeth Midlarsky. And Elizabeth Midlarsky, her office or the, the walls outside her office were allegedly. <laughs> we already went through this. I can't believe this is happening a second time. Okay. Uh, be right back. Okay. 
Should I do some super chats? She got it under control. Someone's going to have to be smacked. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to have to have a exhibit uh, in the patriarchy very soon here. All right. Uh, you don't even give me an opening for my joke here. I said Midlarsky's malarkey. I was pretty proud oh, of myself. I, I'm sorry. You got to leave one open for my jokes because they come so seldom. I'm sorry. I did not. Uh, I didn't. I, I totally blew that. All right. So outside of her uh, outside of her office here, this Elizabeth Midlarsky at uh, at this right now, <laughs> she's got uh, she's got that like Chad Kroger, Debbie Wasserman Schultz hair. She's got Ju- Julie Sweatnick's eyeballs. The Sweatnick lion eyeballs, sure. <laughs> yeah, lion Sweatnick face. eyeballs. Yeah. Anyways, you can see the walls outside her office were supposedly vandalized or graffitied with um with with swastikas that, as we noted, are correctly oriented though they're not at the correct angle. And it also says, I believe it says, does it say Yid? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a is that a slur for, for like Yiddish, Yiddish right? or Jewish people? All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is what um, Professor Midlarsky has to say about what happened outside of her office. This is my favorite hoax hate ever. Professor Elizabeth Midlarsky of Teachers College at Columbia University reacts to this site she encountered in the waiting area just outside of her office Wednesday. Two swastikas and an anti-Semitic slur were painted in red on these walls that have now been painted over. The long-standing professor who specializes in the Holocaust can only speculate as to why she was targeted. People are being killed and threatened. And I tend to be a very visible Jew, even when I'm quiet. I'm the only one that has a mezuzah on my door, which is a Jewish symbol. The Anti-Defamation League is offering a $5,000 reward. And the trends are, are, are not where we want them to be, and we're, and we're disturbed by them. Meanwhile, the professor is proceeding as normal, teaching classes and doing research. When something happens like this, then you have a choice, essentially. Uh, you can either let it get you down and remove you from the picture, or you can say, if things can get this bad, I have to obviously have to fight them. I really feel that at this point in time, anybody in a minority group should be prepared to stand strong. She has had something similar happen to her about mm. 11 years ago, and then she came right back, kept teaching, kept doing research, and she said she is not stopping now, as you just saw. On December 12th, this organization will have a teach-in where major figures will come to talk about the roots of hate crimes and how to overcome them. And this professor intends to be there. What about the roots of fake hate crimes? <laughs> I can't. This is just too juicy. Everything about it's so perfect. The swastikas that aren't quite right. The Holocaust research papers. The wig. The ADL. <sighs> Yid, which is a slur I've never even heard before in that's, my life. That's pretty in-depth. That's pretty nuanced. That's pretty esoteric, you know? Uh, I, I did note some oddities about this particular case. According to the Daily Spectator, as reported in the Washington Examiner, all Teachers College academic buildings require ID for entry, either uh-huh. from the Teachers College or other affiliated schools. <clears throat> that, to me, implies there might be security camera footage somewhere. I mean, a building that is concerned with security enough that they only allow ID to entry you think there might be some cameras on at least the entry points of that building, if not maybe the this particular hall, hallway in question. And it's New York, too. I mean, there's there are cameras everywhere. Yeah. So uh, reportedly the police are investigating this. I 
would love to see the answer, even if this is legitimate. If this is uh, one of the few cases that turns out to be legit, I want to see that tape. I want to see I who this was. I will die of shock. This <laughs> happened to her before in 2007, but no police report was filed, and she's so brave, and nobody paid attention in 2007. Yeah. So now it seems like a perfect time for it to happen again. And I, I, both of us actually went back today, and I had mentioned to you, go back and see if we can find any information on this 2007 case. Because if there, if there was at least a suspect identified charges filed conviction lends a little bit of credibility implicitly to this particular story. I found at least three stories describing it. And it was just the same kind of thing as this. It was the same kind of fact pattern. It was the same sort of mention of how there's hate everywhere. And I'm just a big victim, but there was never a suspect identified. As far as I can tell, no charges filed, no conviction ever happened. I don't know that definitively. I just am surmising that from an absence of information to that effect. So I think she hoaxed it before. And I think she's hoaxing it now. She double hoaxed it. Yeah. Keep your eyes on this. If if, if people out there see... The, oh, no one's going to investigate this. It's an old Jewish lady who does Holocaust research. This is this bitch is untouchable. Nobody's going to touch this. She says the police are looking into it, man. Uh-huh. We'll see about that. I can't wait to hear all about it at the hate crime convention <laughs> next week. If you're a student at Columbia or have, otherwise have access to this event, I would love some on-scene in- info about how this goes. But... Uh, but uh, that's all That's all I have on that if you're finished talking about it. The last story we have for the night is a combination terror attack of the week and I guess, as I said, not hoax hate of the week. Like, legit hate of the week. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Right. Do we have a sounder for this? And yeah. now, yeah. the nothing to do with the religion of peace terror attack of the week. Hello, okay, uh, on Friday night... I, as I was telling a friend about this this story the other night, and I, I described the the details, I said, "What's uh, what do you think uh, is the name of the particular perpetrator?" And she said, "Muhammad." I said, "Yeah, Muhammad. Second name, or last name, uh, Muhammad Islam, uh, Muhammad bin Laden." I'm like you're overthinking it. It is Muhammad. Muhammad is our perpetrator. This is the second time we've dealt with the Muhammad Muhammad. <laughs> yes, as well. because last time it was Clockboy. Oh, Clockboy's yes. name was it was either Clockboy or Clockboy's dad. I forget. But someone in the Clockboy case was named Muhammad Muhammad. Okay? And as I said at the time, we need common sense, a common sense approach to this. One Muhammad allowed per name. You get one. You can't be Muhammad Muhammad Muhammad. It's like are these guys sitting around being like, oh, yeah, you know, Muhammad, he's a cool guy. Oh, which, which Muhammad? Oh, Muhammad, Muhammad. Uh, oh, Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammad. Oh, yeah, great guy. Yes. Muhammad M. Muhammad. He's, he's very cool. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Okay. Oh, my God. We don't do this. We don't name people John John. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody does this. No, Jesus, Jesus, whatever the equivalent would be. One Muhammad allowed per name. Okay, but getting to the point. On Friday night, suspect Muhammad Muhammad was arrested on charges of assault with a deadly weapon after driving around in the Hancock Park neighborhood of L.A., reportedly trying to run down Jews. That's a gross neighborhood. Uh, the neighbor, I'm not familiar with it. I thought it was nice. Isn't it supposed to be a particularly nice neighborhood? Some of it's nice, some of it's gross. Like most Isn't that where Maxine know. Waters lives? She's got like, her uh, mansion know. there. I'll look it up while you're talking. Or somewhere in that area. The neighborhood, I'm told, has several synagogues and many Jewish residents. This Muhammad Muhammad fellow apparently drove past a pair of these Jews 
uh, made a hard U-turn, tried to run them over, but he missed. Then the driver reversed and tried to hit them again, and then he got in a car crash. He like T-boned oh some. He T-boned somebody else. So here's it the news. Here's the news report on how Muhammad Muhammad's adventure went on uh, on Friday night. It's hard to see in this security video as this driver makes a hard U-turn after something caught his eye. We both scrambled in different directions, so he slammed on his brakes and obviously missed us, thank God. This victim doesn't want us to show his face, but says he and his friend were the target as the driver reversed and tried to hit them again. It happened here on La Brea and Hancock Park on a corner with a couple of synagogues and on the Sabbath. Thankfully, both this man and his friend got out of the way, but then they heard a crash. A home security camera caught the same car plowing through this stop sign just moments later. I think this guy had thirst for blood on his fingers. A witness snapped a photo of this Quran on his dashboard. Yeah. Mm. And although no one says the driver, Muhammad Muhammad, verbalized his own religion, <laughs> folks in this community say targeting someone else's is always say hate crime because this community knows the next victim may not be as agile or as lucky. And living in fear isn't living. There definitely was a God watching us. Joy Benedict, CBS 2 News. There definitely was a God watching us. Alternative explanation, it was just that stupid and incompetent of a Muslim guy. Yeah, which we've totally. seen these types of attacks go wrong many, many times. Remember yeah. the guy the guy who did hack up some people in Mel- Melbourne Melbourne a few weeks ago? Like he tried a car attack and failed. He tried to blow up his car and failed. We've oh, seen yeah. these like and uh, no, we've seen them be successful in places like London and even the US with the Home Depot truck guy and of course the Nice France incident. But there are tons of incidents of these attempted Islamic attacks where they miss people with their cars. Yeah. yeah. And I'm guessing, I'm speculating, I don't know, but I'm guessing this Jewish guy and his friend walking away from the synagogue are not supreme athletes <laughs> diving out of the way of this car. Could be wrong. Could oh be gosh. wrong. Like this hoax hater Jewish lady. It's like, you know, people actually do hate Jews. There, There is a real pool of Jew hatred from which you could pull. And instead you have to invent crimes. Yeah. It's like, this actually happened. Why aren't you talking about this? Yeah, yeah. Did you notice the subtle protection of the implied Islamic motive? Yeah. Where they said, well, they found a Quran on his dashboard, but nobody said he said anything nobody about his religion. Nobody, nobody, said religion. Nobody, said religion. nobody said that. Yeah. Nobody said that. Nobody said that. Hancock Park is a really nice neighborhood. It borders, I think, a bad area of Koreatown or something, which hmm. is why I thought that. I was wrong. Though. Um, yeah, I mean, they're not going to, they might may as well at that point have just gone out and said it. It's, yeah. A, a dr- Muhammad Muhammad is driving around with a Quran, with a Quran. on his dashboard and he says, oh, look, Jews better do an aggressive <laughs> U-turn, which, by the way, you saw in the footage. That is a U-turn with a mission. Yeah. That's not a yeah. U-turn like, oh, you know, maybe I'll be bad and get a milkshake on the way home. That's like, Jews, time to get them. And yep. that's what he's doing. Okay. So why is the so, Jewish community not talking about how Muslims hate Jews? Pray tell. Uh, I don't know. I kind of thought I, th- I thought some of this was interesting. Obviously, this didn't have the same effect as what happened in Pittsburgh. But the coverage Even of it is quite different. News, I guess it kind of did. But I wonder, I guess I'm not even posing a hypothesis here. I just wonder what how the coverage might have been different if, say, the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting had happened by Muhammad Muhammad as opposed to whatever. Uh, alt-right guy, whatever he was, guy on Gab who was saying how much he hates the Jews. Um, I'm not saying you'd get no coverage either way. I just think we treat these as different, you know, like they're kind of different sides of the same coin. One, like when it's Gab guy, it it gets us. 
impossibly assigned to Donald Trump. Somehow Donald Trump <laughs> yeah. is behind this anti-Semitism or whatever. When you have anti-Semitism that is to identical effect, different only in its competence level, which is what happened in L.A. The difference between these two people is not desire to kill Jews. It's ability and competency. Right. As ridiculous as that is. This type of story, I didn't see anything on it outside of local coverage. That's crazy. Probably because there is no fatalities. Yeah. I suppose and because if he they had have hate to talk about. If he had succeeded. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing that's unfortunate. The idea that the high profile case is somebody spray painted swastikas. Meanwhile, Muhammad Muhammad is literally trying to drive them down. Do you think and that, that is... Muhammad Muhammad like rolled down his window and he's like, get out of here, yids. <laughs> <laughs> Had enough of you, yids. <laughs> okay. We're at the top of the hour. So as much as I enjoy talking about this story, because it's so ridiculous. Oh. And again, you know, the. I, I, I feel bad laughing about I laugh about it because it's so absurd. There's not really anything funny about an Islamic terrorist trying to drive people down. That's not funny at all. I don't want to live in that country. But but how absurd the storyline is. Like, Muhammad Muhammad flipped a Yui to run down some Jews. Are you serious? This is my favorite live chat of all time. Oh Somebody said that, the, that Muhammad Muhammad said, skid that yid. Skid that yid. <laughs> well played. Skid, ha oh my God. That's how you know it's time to end the show. Skid, know, right? that yid has fit in contextually. It has. <laughs> oh my God. Good time. Wow. All right, let's do some super chats and close out the show. Great show tonight. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, Michael Lazari, you guys have touched on it before, but what are your opinions on how seriously you take a prepping and what would you suggest prepping for? Um, we have a virtual arsenal in our house and then I have an entire year of freeze-dried food and a water filtration device, so, mm. uh, and some MREs. I, I mean, yeah, I would say that we're prepared for like end of day shit here. I should be. I'm prepared weaponry wise. I'm not prepared food or water wise, but I intend to address that in the next year or so. Um, not because I have any crazy beliefs in my head, but I've never been. I don't think the likelihood of these things ever being necessary is very high. Let's put it that way. But I will say I've never thought the likelihood is higher in my lifetime yeah, than agreed. I do now. So, I mean, my husband thinks I'm insane, but mm, to be fair, this is not something well, we did jointly. Well, again, the, 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 the obvious philosophy is, is true. It's better to have yeah. and not need than yeah. to need and like, not Like, hey, have. babe, I'm buying a year of freeze-dried food. He's like, what? Why? Yeah. Well, especially if you're in a place of more permanent residence and you're not moving all the time and you're going to be there for a long time. Yeah, I don't have an excuse for not having preparation, especially as I intend to build a family or I have people to care for beyond myself. I think it's incumbent upon me. I think it's it's something any re responsible head of household should have, yeah. not just for the sake of like civil unrest, like we're going to have some civil war, but you never know when you, when you might get katrina You never know yeah. when you might have some insane natural disaster that requires such preparation. Yeah. Agreed. Royal wins. I've lost all faith in the future of the United States. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's because I just made a video about this. That's why. Mm. Um, we need someone like the Roman general Sulla to seize power and restore the Republic as it was intended. Start warming up those helicopters. Um, I'm with you and I am going to have a video coming out tomorrow or the next day along this lines. It's going, these lines, it's going to be called America, is it worth saving? Wow, um, dramatic. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anymore. I don't know. Hmm. Joseph Shook, you misunderstood my question. Do any of your guns, uh, oh, do you give any of your guns names? Oh, no, I don't. Well, uh, I guess that's not true. I guess that's not true. He has an AR-308 named Maljnor, which is Thor's hammer. I'm probably saying that wrong. We do call that FS-2000 uh, an alien gun because it looks like an alien gun, but I don't I, give them names. I don't names. have any of them names, no. Hmm. 
Sorry, dude. Andrew Espinosa, first time being able to catch you live. Lots of love. Take my shekels. Keep up the great work. We will. Thank you. Um, Cassie Villanis Hanestis. No note. Thank you. Socialist uh, Santa needs coal. <clears throat> Matt, at least earn a beta plus and carry the 38 super if you won't go 45 ACP. Um, blonde, will the Fashy Academy be doing get in the kitchen lessons for the holiday? You know it. <laughs> yeah, send your kids uh, to the Fashy Academy, of course. For When's that sure. opening up? When is when is Blonde's Fashy Academy? I know, right? I should start yeah. an online school. Um, by the way, not to toot my own horn, but I did an entire Thanksgiving meal by myself and it went flawlessly. Nice. <laughs> I was really Good. proud. Uh, dangerous spaces. Did you guys spot something in the fake letter story? They said the guy was disappointed that it was a hoax. He was actually disappointed there wasn't more racism, victim mentality personified. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you be like, oh, thank God it was a hoax? I guess that is a weird way to phrase it. Like, I'm. Yeah. It should be. I'm happy to see this isn't real. Yeah. Instead, yeah. oh dang it, no more racism. I wanted that racism to justify my own victim complex. Okay. Um, we're good. But but I, I want to pose a question for everybody. Think about, you know, I I went to a St. Louis high school where there was inner city busing. And I swear to God, in my mind, when I think of every racist thing I've ever seen in my life, like none of it is white on black. None of it. I think about every racist thing that you've ever witnessed in your entire life. Yeah. Like how well, much I guess, racism I guess could there possibly be that we're just not witnessing? The, the comeback that they always say is, well, yeah, but uh, most most crime or whatever is like inter the same group. Like whites commit more m most crime against whites. Black commit blacks commit uh, most crime crimes against blacks. But that's then the comeback to that is yes, but not at the same rate either. You know, yeah. it's not it's not an identical rate. This is a problem in the black community, and people get triggered by that sort of commentary. Again, it's just observation about the world. I think where people get really upset is the explanation as to why. People go as far as, say, as to say it's like biologically determined. The other side of that coin is, well, it's 100% social conditioning. The reality is it's probably somewhere in between. But we, if we can't even observe the realities about the world around us without being dismissed Penalized. as hateful, uh, how are we yeah. ever going to solve it? And there are always consequences from preventing people uh, for preventing people from recognizing plain truths. You just yeah. can't do that to society. People become resentful and then violence ensues. So you have to, this is why we have the first amendment so that people can speak freely about the things that are happening in their society without consequences. Yeah. And we really are in a dangerous place that we can't do that. Yeah. And well, and that's mm -hmm. the difference too, is I 100% support the free speech rights of all of these leftist fools talking about how racism oppresses them yeah, and makes them commit crimes or whatever. I can laugh at you. We can have all this content for our awesome show. Yeah, Say as much of that as you want. I will never try to shut you down. I will never try to stop your speech. I'll never disrupt your painted black protest on college campus because I have faith that the truth will win out. I'm not afraid of the truth. Yeah. You're not afraid of the truth. Our audience is not afraid of the truth. These people only want truth so far it is as is as it is convenient for their ideology for their worldview that comes first and foremost if the truth serves that then great but if it doesn't it is to be suppressed yep that's the difference on that i got note, a couple i got oh, a couple yeah. uh streamlabs if if uh, you're, you're all finished up on super chat sure am okay walsey says uh it's not fair to highlight these leftist frauds they can't all be idiots well i'm going with that explanation though i think they're all idiots <laughs> if you got a you got a better explanation i'm open to hearing it of course thank you walsey Joe says, great show. I try to stay with Matt's balanced opinion on most of these issues, but usually end up with blondes tired of this stupid shit attitude. <laughs> yeah, yin and yang, man. Complimentary. Yeah. Thanks for ending my week on a high note. Well, thanks for tuning in. Much appreciated. And thanks to everyone else for tuning in tonight. It was a really fun well. show tonight. That was a fun show. 
Uh, so let's go ahead and get out of here. Appreciate everybody supporting the show on Super Chat and Streamlabs and chiming in in the live chat, keeping us on track, even when we uh, lose track of the facts and we're trying to maintain sincerity and we're talking about skidding yids and other delightful pieces of commentary that pop up. If you're listening later on YouTube or on an audio platform on demand, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. Remember, there is more material, including Wednesday night's call-in show. If you want to listen back to that, you can find that as well as other material in addition to the main show over on the audio platforms. So check those out. Those are Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and more. They're all linked conveniently in the description for you. And you can always email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We will be back next Sunday because, of course, if it's Sunday. Sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not Meet the Press. It is Beauty and the Beta. Have a good night. Bye, guys. Try